Recorded live. And yes, we are the health and wellness program for the golden age. And we are all golden and we are all full of minerals or we've been depleted. Oh, I'm so sorry. But the the issue here that we're going into is Patty's willing to send me snow and so Colin's willing to send me cold and I'll send them rain. So this will be a fair trade across this country because we have these kinds of extremes no matter where we live. And we have uh, the East Coast is getting their crazy weather pattern. Um, New York had, what was it, 76. New York City had 76 on Christmas Day. So we are really happy. They had a bunch of people trapped in a mine yesterday in New York City. Had trapped in a what? They got trapped in a mine for like 10 hours. And it was right in in New York City? Yes, and it was right in a shaft where all the cold weather comes through. It was in the paper today. Let me see if I can find that again. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because we're we're talking uh, today. Uh, Clintina has some updates for us on a call that was done on December seventeenth, and I, she and I were on the call last night. Clintina, do you know the name of that group that was on this Thursday night meeting? What is their name? Some, it was something like a two, four-two action or L two action. Yes, four-two action. Dot org. Yes. Dot uh-huh. org. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the dot org, but uh, go ahead. What well, did you? What did you find out? Well, it was a very exciting call because. David Wynn Miller popped up on that call. Oh, wow. Where has he been, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he, everyone was shocked and surprised. But before I go into that, I wanted to say something about, just let me say this and get this out. Uh, Because on our last call, we were talking about how our 2016 turned out, right? And I I just wanted to say that, my 2016 would not have turned out the way it did if it had not been for Collins' 2016 goal. That's because, correct. Yeah, so I, w- I wanted to say that, you know, if it wasn't for Collins' goal, uh, you know, being fulfilled, my 2016 would not have unfolded the way it did. So I There you to- go. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. David Lynn Miller popped up on the call, and uh, there were only one or two people that had ever heard of him before, and he just blurted in in the middle of a conversation while a guy was talking about public and private, and David just came in telling him that, that's a no contract, and he started telling them about one vowel and two consonant means it's a no contract, and and telling them there is no constitution, there hasn't been a constitution since November the second of nineteen ninety nine. I believe there were some other judges on the line. I think they were voices that I had heard before, and uh, they were all like taken back by him and a little upset with him, including the moderator. In fact, she was, yeah, she was upset with him. She knows him. She was upset with him. She she said to him, "Mm, 
Oh, okay, David. Then um, I haven't heard from you in a year. What made you show up tonight? Uh, and just butting right into the call, you know. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, it was very interesting. But anyway, um, and the guys, the guy that was speaking at the time, uh, his name is Anonymous. You probably heard Anonymous speak before on that call. He's a regular well, call. I, I I heard him for the first time. Yeah. Oh. Go ahead. Well, it was Anonymous uh, uh, speaking about uh, how to convert from. Uh, actually a dead person to a live person and probate and so on and so forth and talking about his process for doing so. And David was interrupting probate means no contract. And anyway, so, so the moderator stopped David, asked him if he would please, you know, allow the gentleman to say what he had to say. And then if he wanted to come back on another time, we would, you know, give him time to speak, and, and I will, and she said, I will give you time to talk about your book, but would you let him please finish, right? And so this guy was really flustered by now, and um, <clears throat> and so when he finished talking, the other guys chimed in, I think, like I said, I think there were a couple of judges, and they were like, what is this guy talking about? I couldn't understand what he was saying, and jibber-jabber, he's talking jibber-jabbers, and one of the guys said, well, credit. Huh? Go ahead. That was about to discredit him, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was obvious they didn't know who he was. It was very mm-hmm. obvious that they did not know who he was. Um, I bet they found out now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they weren't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't listen to what he was saying. And, and some of the guys were commenting afterwards. They were like, "Who was that guy?" You know, I couldn't understand what he was saying. The jibber jabber here, jibber jabber there. And one of the guys said, "Huh?" He says, "No wonder the Indians were swindled out of their property. They couldn't understand what the Americans were talking about. Just like this guy, you know." But then there was one guy. Oh, oh, and the moderator called on a guy who apparently has David's book. You know, and apparently he couldn't really wrap his mind around David's book, you know. But there was another gentleman on the line, his name was Greg, who was very familiar with David's book, who had read it inside out, backwards and forwards, and he stepped up and he gave David the credit that he was due. Um, so, um, so then, so David, you know, he stood down and he just listened to the guy continue his presentation and everyone else's comments, you know, and then he spoke up. <laughs> and so by the time David finished with them, they were all asking for his website, of course. Wow. You wow. Know. Was it David Clarence? Huh? Was his name David Clarence? Oh, oh. Was his last oh. name Clarence? Oh, I'm talking about David Wynn Miller. David Wynn Miller was on there? Yeah, that's what I said, David Wynn Miller. Yes. I didn't hear the Wynn Miller. Oh, my God. Yes. And the judges were all trying to make him look stupid, and then at the end, all the people that had read his book, or a couple people had read his book, stood up for him. All right, go, David. We need you. Where you been, buddy? 
David Windmill oh, showed up showed up out of the blue. I'm telling you, the moderator, she was she said to him, Oh, haven't heard from you in a year. What made you pop up on the call like this? You know. David Windmill. She was upset with David. I said, oh, David, what did you do to her? You know, but he disappeared on everyone, didn't he? But you he know did? he was almost two years. I he don't blame take- him. They were probably trying to kill him. He was taking care of business. Yeah. He was you know now you know he was. You know that. You <laughs> he bet. had to. You know he was taking well, care of business and and and, and, and in fact he he talked about Iceland, how they have forgiven all their debts over there in Iceland. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean you know, Norway they have, trying they to obliterated all of it. Isn't Norway huh? trying to do it too? Who? Norway? I think one of the well, other countries over there is trying to do it, but well, what <laughs> Norway, I think, did was take out all the social medicine oh. and stop uh, supporting all the people. So that, because everybody's moving there to mooch, yeah. So and he talked so about they, the fact they stopped that, he, it. that he had been on a call uh, with um, with Drake on uh, Drake uh, Drake's call. Um, I don't know. I guess it was last year sometime, but he can said, you send that link to um, Wonderland so she can send it up in the follow-up. Send it out in the follow-up. Oh, I've got it already. I've got last night's call, so you can go into the replay oh, okay. and and get that uh, last week, okay. the, uh, the 17th, because that's important. Because uh, Donaldson is very much a David Wynn Miller fan, and it, it, Quantum is his baby. He really yeah. wants that out there. So yeah. it's very important. Now, he has the one book. This is his only book. He says it's the only book on the planet. Yeah. Like this. We re- yeah. That's the one we rewrote. That's the one we retyped for him so he could have it. How much and I sent it to him. How much is he charging for that book? It was a hundred dollars, I think. Oh, okay. All right. Um, and so, and there was so much problem with reading it that when we retyped it, I got it kind of in a little bit better order for him. Not that we changed anything, because our, you know, all our group proofread it with me. Because right. I missed lines, I uh, misspelled. <laughs> they were great, right, Colin? That they were so right yeah. on, and Colin yeah. got one saved on on a flash drive. So, so I lost mine. So yeah, I lost it. mine. I'm glad Colin has it. Let me say this. Guess what? Guess what he said? Guess what he ended up with? He, David Wynn Miller, Judge David Wynn Miller, is running for president in 2016 under the director's party, which means uh, original construction. Whoa. Whoa. Mm-hmm. And, of course, nothing's being said on the media. Oh, goody, that guy with the funny hair and that Hillary lady won't even be in the picture. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, well, what I heard on that one is, who was it? Was Colin, was it you that was saying it or Donaldson? Someone was telling me that um, that Trump and Soros are buddies. 
and that they have been um, under RICO doing all sorts of stuff. Now, I can understand that. They're both money people. But none of that's being brought out. And Hillary, anything she touches is turning to crap. Everything she touches. Uh, the latest was that uh, Bundy and um, the Hammond ranches, she was taking uranium off it. Well, that was when she was Secretary of State. That was four or five, four years ago or three years ago. So it's, um, yeah, three years ago because he didn't have her as his new Secretary of State. So it's a, um, she's been a criminal. Someone's, there's an article even that I got into an email where they compare her to, um, um, oh, what's her name? She was the the gal, um, I want to say Blumenthal, but that's not the name. Uh, She sold Iranian, plans to Russia back in the um that was Rosenberg. 20, 30, Rosenberg. Thank you. Yeah. Rosenberg. <laughs> and uh she got she got killed. She was a traitor. And that's she exactly what should be done with Hillary. What? She was yeah, she was executed for treason. Correct. And that's what Hillary is doing. And my goodness, so many different things. I got caught for every little thing I did wrong, you know. Because, well, do you agree to the name that's on the birth certificate? This is exactly why I'm trying, uh, attempting to teach you people to get out of that. And what the other part of last night's call is, which is excuse what? Me, just one second. The second part. Excuse me. Hello. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just want to Go say ahead. this, and, and then and then I and then I, I yield. <laughs> so that you can go on with your presentation. But you guys brought up uh, Hillary Clinton, and uh, I was listening to a call um, last night, as a matter of fact, back and forth, and they said that she is a clone. Oh boy, I've heard that. They're all clones. That she's a clone, and that she's a host. She's she's a host for a reptilian. And they said that she had. And they said that yesterday information came out that she has uh, uh, brain damage. That when she goes when she goes into those uh, debates, that um, when she comes off, she has all these headaches. She gets really sick. And she has somewhat of a, a brain damage, uh, something going on there. But they said she's a clone. They said that when yeah. clones are not, when they're away from their rejuvenation station for a long period of time, they start losing juice or whatever. I don't know. But um, that was a conversation. Hmm? It, it seems so hard, sense. you guys, for me to believe that we've gone that far with clones. I still want to think that most of these people are just lookalikes, you know? <laughs> well, that would be nice, but part of the thing that we're having is that there there's too many of them to find lookalikes. i got to find my clone. That's all there is to it. All right, <laughs> you find your clone. <laughs> okay, here's that, here's that. Miners freed after night in elevator, Lansing, New York. 17 miners spent a frigid night 
in a broken-down elevator in America's deepest salt mine, uh, huddling with heat packs and blankets before being rescued Thursday. A mishap that highlighted the risky work of churning out the road salt that keeps traffic moving on ice and snow. The workers were descending to start their shifts at around 10 p.m. Wednesday when the roughly 5-by-6-foot car stopped about 90 stories below ground in the Cayuga salt mine. The miners would spend the next 10 hours stuck in a shaft that is also an air intake with night air less than 20 degrees rushing in, officials said. Ultimately, a crane was brought in from 30 miles away to pull the miners to safety in a cage-like basket. A few at a time, as those gathered up top cheered. So, that's wow. where road salt. And they pro- that world salt probably has PCBs in it, too, or whatever. Well, thank God they had cell phones, too, because who would know they were down there <laughs> if yeah. the whole crew went down? Dang, yeah. But, um, and where in New York was that? Lansing. Lansing, yeah. Lansing. L-A-N-S-I-N-G. Yeah, I, there's Lansing, Michigan, but I'd never heard of Lansing, New York. Isn't that amazing how many replicas of names they have? But no, this I... whole thing, this whole thing with whether it's politicians or with um, really speaking out against everything because... Uh, David is not just jibber jabbering. He no. is really showing where we have we have got to start changing our verbiage because their verbiage is is what's killing us and they're jibber jabbers. Yeah, they're that, the jibber jabbers. Well, that that was what he told me. He said, "So you're just going to babble?" <laughs> because that's what it is. It's just babble, and mm-hmm. that's what we need to say when these judges get on. And um, one of the things that was interesting with it, it, it's work to learn quantum. And we know that. We had to work at learning quantum. But it's just like any other language. You have to work at it. But uh, what the other part of the program was, was something I've been <clears throat> been looking into, and that's about <clears throat> getting... Um, getting out of the driver's license, getting out of the uh, all the state stuff. And that's where part of the executor part comes in. But it's all about documenting everything. And there, there was a gal on there that was uh, talking about it. And I went on her site, and I'm going to send that to you. Good. I'm going to actually send this whole email that I got so everybody can see it. And do with it what you want. But this is something that is very important. If we stop agreeing to being a dead person, because that's all they're asking us to agree to, are you this dead person? That's it. And when you say, well, that's my name, you've agreed and contracted with them. That's how simple it is. Well, I got a very threatening letter last night that really, it freaked me out at first, and now I think it's funny, but I, I thought I'd read it to you guys. It's from PayPal. Dear Patricia Clift, 
As part of our security measures, we regularly screen activities in the PayPal system. During a recent screening, we noticed an issue regarding your account. PayPal's compliance department has reviewed your account and identified activity that may be in violation of the United States regulations administered by the Department of Treasury's, Treasury's Office of Foreign Asset Control, OFAC. PayPal is committed to complying with and meeting global regularity, regularity <laughs> obligations. One obligation is to ensure that our customers, merchants, and partners are also in compliance with applicable laws and regulations, including those set forth by OFAC and their use of PayPal. To ensure that activity and transactions comply with our current regulations, PayPal is requesting that you provide the following information via email to compliance transactions at PayPal. Number one, purpose of payment number 19, blah, 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 attempted on January 3rd, 2016 in the amount of $70, including a complete detailed explanation of the goods or services you intended to purchase. Please explain the transaction message. Find a way to make friends with those wonderful Cuban people. Please go to our resolution center to provide this information and find blah, blah, blah. Okay, what I said to him, he was having trouble with his neighbors in Miami who are Cuban. They are, so now they think I'm trying to send money to Cuba, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's all a fraud. I read it and I went. That's to get your information so that they can access your account. What PayPal account do you have? I just have a net spend card. Now they want my bank account number and all this other stuff. And I'm not giving it to them. You send nothing to them. It's a fraud. Yeah. It is all a fraud. It has been proven to be a fraud. And it is a, a whole to scare people into it. And if they just ask the one question, what PayPal account do I have? You don't have a PayPal account. You got to sign up for that stuff. You got to put in all the stuff. And PayPal does not send out that kind of email. Hmm. It's been proven. It's a fraud. Well, I can call them up today and find out. Because that's what? And then, secondly... I didn't send the money. I sent him fifty dollars later, but I guess, and I don't know whether I put the same message in or not. But it doesn't matter, you know. I was just telling him to be nice to his American Cuban neighbors, you know. <laughs> but the point is, you gave him a red flag. I guess so. <laughs> and that, well, see, I use PayPal. I, did PayPal back in the middle 90s when it was pretty new. And I'll tell you, I have been hounded by them all these years because I won't use them. Uh, When I went to um, New York, we had joined um, um, Jen in 09, Mm -hmm. and in that fall... Was it that fall or the next year? We went to New York, and that's when I had my entire 
social security checks stolen from me through PayPal. Wow. I won't use PayPal, and if someone has a business that uses PayPal, I won't buy anything from them. Okay. I if I, if you have if I can't just use my credit card, then I'm not going to buy any or send money. That's you know? exactly right, because you're in control of that, not PayPal. What PayPal has done, uh, Sheriff Mack had it. Um, uh, this other fa uh, Jonah Bay is having the problem. Uh, several other people have, ha- have the problem. They are spies, and if your money is coming from someplace else, now the biggest money launderers are the corporations. Mm-hmm. But you, if you do any kind of transaction of a of a thousand, two thousand. You're the one who goes on the chopping block because you keep saying you're the dead person. <laughs> you're the corporation. And until you get through, uh, really start getting it that the dead person is only a contract with a state. You, the live flesh and blood person, whom we are really worked a long time on getting materials that will free you from being the dead person. Ah, I just won't contact them. They said they're going to close my account on the 22nd if I don't contact them, so I just won't contact them. Because I might might say the F word if I contact them, and I've been so good about that. I haven't said it for a month. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to keep yourself chaste. Pure as the driven snow, Patty. But they are crooks. They are crooks. Mm-hmm. And that's what you have to call them for what they are. It's a scam. Well, a total I'm gonna, I just have to take the letter down to the courthouse and turn myself in. Oh, <laughs> I'm a terrorist now. I am a terrorist yeah. now. <laughs> oh, it's about time you owned up to a girlfriend. <laughs> Trisha. Yeah, Colin, go ahead. Yeah. I have that. Uh, I have David's book. I still, mm. yeah, I have it. Yeah, I know you do. You put it on a flash drive. No, it went on to a DVD. Excuse me. Oh, you put it on a DVD? That's still good. I sent it to him. I just sent it to him. Go ahead. But, you know, uh, I think I have sent it to uh, uh, Quintina. I think you did. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. But, you know, anyone inside the group that needs it, you know, tell you and you can forward it to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a... um it's a real ruthless thing that's going on around here. And it's time we all said, no, 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 no. Yeah, also, that other article mm-hmm. I sent you the codes on, uh, on the vaccines. Yeah. Okay. That's one that you need to read, all of you. But it's from a, an emergency room nurse. A very long She's been around for a long time. And uh, what she does basically is that, you know, if you want uh, 
to give your children a vaccine, and she's the one that says that they send you to, that they uh, send you to. Before she do it, she has a uh, she's got some uh, material there. So start reading it, and, that, and if you have questions, ask. And then if you go through all that other stuff, you know, and you still want to give the vaccine, then she'll do it. But she's the, she comes from the side of the informed consent. And the fact is, doctors do not file vaccine reaction reports. They don't file them. She files Correct. them. Nobody else does. Okay. So the lie carries on. That's it. But, you know, she's been fired a couple of times because she told uh, told patients that, that information. But she doesn't care. You know, she's so good at what she does that, uh, you know, she, she can still get jobs. It's surprising that they haven't bumped her off. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. She probably takes precautions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I've noticed on a few websites that everything has gone kind of wrong and that all hell is about to break loose on Monday. Don't know whether it's true or not, but... We'll, we'll find out. Yep. It's Martin Luther King, um, not this Monday, but the following Monday. It's Martin Luther King, uh, uh, both times. Well, this is supposed to be ships in the air and that kind of stuff, but who knows? Yeah. Maybe we'll all be able to float. <laughs> Floating is good. <laughs> Yep, floating is good. What are the Hoover boards, you guys? What is that? What are these Hoover boards they're talking about? What Hoover boards? Hoover boards that they're banning on all the college campuses. I have no idea. Oh, they're called Hoover boards. And I can't figure out what they are. I'll have to go on the Internet. Hoverboard. Hoverboard, oh. Oh, hoverboards, they, what they are, they did a machine called a, a Segway or something, Colin, correct me if I'm wrong, where the cops would stand on these things and then they'd just kind of jiggle their arms back and forth and it would go down the street. It wasn't gas-propelled, it was electric-propelled, but they had to stand all the time, so that got kind of old fast. Then they, they uh, put it down to where there's two wheels, no um, no rod coming up to kind of gear it, and you put your feet in and you do the steering with your feet. That's the hoverboard. Oh. And what they are is that kids are doing it in the parking lots and uh, it's become a parking hazard for those that are in the parking lot because they can't get around. Oh. And the the kids are, um, you know, doing their little number and no one's able to get out of their way. So. 
Oh, God, I wonder what kind of toys they're going to have when we're born again, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) It ain't going to be what we think it is. Oh, and I want to, I want to, I want to share with everybody that Patricia had to put down one of her doggies. Yeah. Um, I miss Jakey. Yeah. Yeah. I miss Jakey. Yeah, you won't hear him singing in the background anymore. No. This semester, I'm going to be gone from about 8 o'clock in the morning until about 2.30, quarter to 3 at night, and longer if it's a rainy day. And uh, it, it's just too hard on him. He he has to potty in the house, and he he really wants. He really does tell me when he has to go out. He is a very conscientious. Now Simon, he's a losing case. Last night I heard him whining outside. What he had done is peed on the wooden floor, and then couldn't get out of his pee, so he kept falling into his pee uh, and trying to get up. And he couldn't get up, so I had to pick him up, soaking from his own pee, and put him outside and let him drip out there. And But he won't tell me he has to go out. He, Jakey really did. He told me when he had to go out. Good. He was a good boy. You're going to have to get yourself a timer to set for Simon so you remember to let him out. Well, it's, it's that he he gets up, and I don't. And if I'm focused on something, I don't hear him get up. See, that's how I learned that I was not in the now. When I I know I'm in the now when I'm seeing stuff the animals are doing that I know normally wouldn't notice, and some of it is just funnier than heck. You know, because <laughs> they yep. with six of them, <laughs> there's always something going on. You know. Yep. Yeah. So, yep, well, you I'm thinking maybe this spring, once you're done with college, you'll have to get yourself a new baby. Well, I I I probably will, but right now I just I, I can't know. take on the next. I know, I know, I know. Well, I love you and bless you for how, for doing that. That's the hardest thing somebody has to do. Yeah. Bruce said he'd do oh, it yeah. for me too if they will let him. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be glad to put you out to pasture, huh? (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Anyway. But it's, um, yeah, Jakey's Jakey's at dog heaven, and... uh, He's up with Janita. What? He's up there with my Janita, my little chihuahua. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And and he was was such a treasure. I mean, he really was. I I got him because his uh, lady owner couldn't de- couldn't deal with him anymore. Not that he was a tough dog; he wasn't a tough dog at all. He was a pushy dog, but he wasn't a tough dog. He um, he just um, she just couldn't handle having the dog, and I don't know that she felt very well. So I don't know if she's alive or dead. Hmm. I really don't. So. And I haven't had the nerve to call her to tell him that she's gone. He's gone too. Yeah, they didn't care. Anyway. Yeah, it's a it's a, a kick. So. Mm-hmm. Not fun. But 
We're on to the bigger and better things of life at this time, and Jakey yep. feels much better. He's safer. Um, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, also said that, you know that article about the miners? Well, article yeah. right before it says, Monkey doesn't own self selfie photo rights. San Francisco. A marquee, a marquee monkey that snaps clear, perfectly plain selfies that would have made the Kardashians proud still cannot own a copyright to the photos because it's an animal. <laughs> now, that's Back in the dumb, mud again. That's the dumb stuff that's in the newspaper, you know? Yep. There you go. There you go. There you go. It's it's all about how can we screw them up again. (laughs) It's getting pretty funny now. You know, it's like hysterical. It's like nobody's gonna go to war. You guys have pushed every button you can, and nobody's going to war. You know, you just keep hanging yourselves. Well, as Drake said, if they, the issue here, and this is the thing that we ha- we can learn from it, is that people are now willing to come together. And that's what the – I had one of our NLA people here in South Carolina say, he's, uh, he, he asked about the, uh, the, the Oregon thing, and I told him what was going on, and uh, – I said, what it is is be ready in your area for what bullshit they're going to do. I didn't say bullshit, but mm-hmm. um, but what they're going to do in your area because that is what where all of us need to come in our own area because they're going to be hit in different areas. Oh yeah, they just to took try a and bunch move of out. they just took a bunch of Riverfront Park, more land for the government away from the people here a couple weeks ago. I can't remember that, and the people aren't doing anything about it because they're. Well, what can we do about it? That's the whole point. That is the whole point. They they they're not getting tuned in. And as David Wynn Miller, as you said, David Wynn Miller actually called them on their shit by coming on and saying the stuff. That shocks me. That That is so shocking to hear that he might run for president. That really makes me feel good. <laughs> you know, because he's well, the only I one that really knows get... the law. He knows everything. Oh, yeah. But they will never let him be public. They will never let him be heard. They didn't on any of the other people. So we've got to find out more about it. Uh, we got to put them all in jail first. <laughs> well, well, see, that's the thing. Everybody is saying, well, we've got to change the government. No, it's a corporation. There's nothing to change. Forget the corporation. We govern ourselves. We must govern ourselves. And that's what the militia is here to back us up. I, I'm getting to the point where actually we have to uh even on the common law grand jury, we have to take the bull by the horn because these sheriffs are betraying us left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. They are totally coerced 
into thinking their paycheck comes from the corporation that they think they're in when the people supposedly voted them in. So we have to look at, are they corporation employees or are they pub, uh, actually for the people? And I'm getting servants. the message. They're not for the people. They used to be called public servants, but they're Correct. not anymore. No, they're corporation servants, mm. and they only work for the corporation. And as I found out, I never had a job with the corporation, so I'm not a corporation servant. And neither are you, and neither is Colin, and neither is Tina, and Clintina. We are all separate entities, not entities. We are not corporations. We are separate, natural-born Americans. And that's the way we need to talk to ourselves, about ourselves. There's a very interesting article that uh, Judge um, uh, Von Wright sent out, and it was actually defining the, the way in which we were actually defined in the years of the Revolutionary War. I like her. She's really smart. It's amazing. Where mm-hmm. did she come from? Where, out of the blue, we have this woman going on our side. It is amazing. And so, uh, yes, they pop us out of the blue because you have to keep your mouth shut or they'll kill you <laughs> until the right moment. Until you've got mm-hmm. enough behind you to keep them from doing it, you know? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. You're right. Judge right. Anna said that the sheriffs need to man up and yeah. step up That's... for the people. She said, man That's... up, grow some. That's, <laughs> That's exactly right. She's a wicked sheriff. They're ballless. They're totally ballless. Mm-hmm. They have been brainwashed and brainwashed out of the extent and the magnitude of their own power. They don't mm-hmm. realize their own power, their own constitutional power. They don't realize that they've been brainwashed. And, and that's the point that if we can get it across to them, it's invaluable for them to learn that they have been coerced. Totally coerced. And, and into believing something that is totally a lie. Totally a lie. Because they are the power, not the um, fraudulent, um, what do you call it, um, attorney generals, attorneys this, attorneys that. They are not your power. They didn't vote you in. Uh, Jonathan was telling me something. He's a fellow here in Spartanburg that he stopped voting for the for. Um, they have put an agenda out or something on the ballot to show people that uh, uh, to vote yay or nay for some kind of a tax hike or some bullshit. And um, 
the the people voted it down, and yet the council said, oh, you people didn't understand it, so we're going to put it in anyhow. Then why did you put it on the ballot, you, you thieves? Is the, the, your vote does not count. And that's what people have to get. It's all, it's all about that. <laughs> all about it. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know where it came from or who said it, but it said, uh, "Don't vote; it only encourages them." Correct. That's a great line. Yeah, it's a very true line. Because it gives them power over you, not you over them. Mm-hmm. You're just saying, "Go ahead, do the same thing again and again." We're okay with that. No, we're not. No, we're not. So it's, it behooves us to really get what is necessary here for us to not be coerced into what they're doing. And voting is one of them. It definitely is a lie on the line. Big lie. Mm-mm-mm. So what else is happening in people's lives today? <laughs> I guess you're all jumping at different ideas, huh? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hello? Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Hi. I keep muting myself out because I'm moving around. But um, I found that call last evening very interesting with uh, Bob Donald. This guy has a hub, a, a World Bank hub uh, here in the United yeah. States. But all. That's uh, I found that very interesting. And he has a large hub. He has a hub of pizza, 300 people. Yeah, that was interesting, wasn't it? Now, mm-hmm. do, do you all remember what the Weir Bank is that uh, Clintina is talking about? The Weir Bank is the one where they are uh, putting out where you can um, actually get monies to put and pay off your debts. Not buy new things, but pay off your debts. And uh, this is where they've been going through massive shucking and jiving with this stuff because um, they do not want people to be debt-free. That's bottom line. They want you in their debt. So, they want you numb, dumb, sick, and broke. That's exactly Numb, right. dumb, sick, and broke. But what I found interesting on that call was that these guys are not relating what's happening with the World Bank to the common law issue, the swallow and the swift 
issues in terms of how money is being held, I mean, handled, or in the shower. They're not making any of those connections. They don't, they don't seem to realize that these banks will not accept the World Bank checks because it would then put them under the common law. And the right. swallow process of, of transferring money. They transfer money under the, the SWIFT fractional banking. And if they accept, and they have accepted, uh, a lot of those uh, checks were accepted, and there are, there are people who had their homes paid off, their cars paid off, and large mm-hmm. bills paid off in the beginning. But what happened, allegedly, the CEO from Wells, Wells Fargo Bank sent a memo to all the banks telling them not to accept or to not to process any World Bank checks. All World Bank checks allegedly are under the gold standard. They're backed by gold. Uh, of course, the fiat money is not, and fractional banking is not. But right. the, 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 the thing is, is that they're not accepting them because it would put them under the common law and also under the swallow system, which is different system for processing. What, what, how do you spell that other one you said? Swallow. S-W-A-L-L-O-W, and SWIFT, S-W-I-F-T, the SWIFT processing of money. That's what fractional banking uses, the SWIFT. Common law uses the swallow system, and that will be the system that will be used internationally once we're under NASARA. And so what has been deduced is that you know, if you send off one of your um, World Bank checks to a debtor and they, and they refuse to um, cash it or honor it, it's okay because allegedly once NASARA is announced, there will be a large class action suit against all the fractional bankers that rejected the World Bank checks. Yep, it shows the fraud. And so, yeah, so these guys, you know, Bob Donaldson was such a large hub here in the United States, he doesn't know that. I listened to they him yesterday. They not know that on that call? No, he didn't know that. I, I listened to him trying to explain that they're looking for a way to force them into honoring these checks. He doesn't know they're not going to because they they will not put themselves under the common law jurisdiction. And if they honor any of uh, World Bank's checks, they will then be under the common law jurisdiction. Mm. Interesting. So and I found it very interesting that he didn't have that piece of intel. I was a little confused about why he didn't know that. There's still, and one of his assistants who's working very closely with him, a female who was on the line last night, she herself, they've been in it since June. Now, 
from what I understand, World Bank didn't really set up their website or never really got started until May. So they've been in it since the very beginning, allegedly. And with 300 people in this hub, seems to me he would have gotten that information by now. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. That's the problem. See, who's who's manipulating who? And he has had, what did he say, 10% of the people he that he's even gotten through? Mm-hmm. 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 Right. But that was, that was early on. And it was in someone else, so it's a small percentage. But actually, um, well, when they got wind of what was happening, they put a stop to it all, you know. Yeah. By September, by September, they were being blocked. The, the end of September, and everyone in October, anyone that tried to put anything through um, in the beginning of October. And, and some mm-hmm. people that had had their checks processed and it had been a couple of months since it was cleared and paid for, and then they got a notice that they were rescinding yep. the check and that they, they had to come up with, you know, uh, American currency. That's the other thing about the Warbank checks. They were certified checks, and I heard him talking about that, the certified checks. However, it's been converted into a, a, a currency now. And so it's like cash now. They did something mm-hmm. over there because they thought that, okay, like anybody can turn down a check, even if it's certified, and they were all certified, but they, they, they converted those checks into a currency. They're, they are a currency. And so they're still on um, processing them. Yeah, and that's what he was saying about the fact that they can't turn down cash, and yet they are. Yeah, because it puts them under the jurisdiction of the common law. Right. Interesting. Yeah, there's so much BS out here. It's unbelievable. But um, this is good. This is good that you're covering one port where each one of us is covering a different port. Because there's so much going on right now that uh, even Drake, when he was talking Thursday, was saying how much um, there's just a lot coming on the pile. And mm-hmm. people need to get that stuff isn't what it appears to be. So. All right. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we're we're coming to a very definite Waterloo mark, mm-hmm. and if we don't cave in, we can actually be very very fruitful about what's going on. Very you know, I fruitful. I understand that Judge Anna uh, had some words with Karen Hudis. Last oh week. yeah, that was so cool. I missed that. Is where did you had? Do you see that in writing somewhere? I missed that. I didn't. I only heard about it, but I haven't had an opportunity to read it or see it. Or 
Yeah, it, it it was written, and I did get it, in, and someone sent it to me as a link. It's probably one of George's McSwain's things, so I'll look it up. A lot of, I just don't know how many people are following it, so I didn't want to um, overburden you with too much, but um, uh, Judge Van writes she... Um, she nailed Karen, and Drake is nailing Karen because she's never really been off the uh, World Bank, uh, what do you call it, uh, payroll. She's gone around and done all sorts of things to get people thinking she's just a wonderful lady and all this other stuff, which isn't always true. She's been just sucking information out of people and a lot of people uh, Emily really liked her and used to send a lot of stuff to her but uh, she said you know I, I can't I can't do that anymore so uh, it behooves us to know who we're really talking to and she has not been honest and the other thing that she's done that many of you may not know, she has um, become a private citizen. And what that means, that a lot of this stuff really doesn't apply to her. And so why is she doing what she's doing? We don't know. We don't know. She's uh, very definitely uh, pulling some Strings of a different magnitude. Well, she says, come out. She says it yes, only takes ahead. one person to make a difference. She says it only takes yeah. one person to make a difference. She says, she said, and this is Johanna. She said, uh, look at Rosa Parks. Look at what she did. She said, look at what I did. And, and then she got back on the sheriff's. What did they do? They all need to man up and stand up. They only need one person, she says. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was true back in the um, Revolutionary War. We did not have all the people wanting the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. It was only 30%. That's why when these people are always saying, we got to have everyone wake up. No, you don't. Well, you know, you know, she's co-author, you know, she's co-author with Judge uh, Stephen Curry on that commercial lien against the ABA and the IBA. She is with Colorado? Anna, Georgiana? Oh, yeah. Georgiana and and Judge uh, Stephen Curry co-authored that uh, international commercial lien against the ABA and the IBA. Oh, I thought you were still talking about Karen Hudis, and that's why I was like, Karen Hudis? No, Judge Anna. Mm -hmm. Judge Anna. Okay, good. Uh Yeah. Her and Stephen Curry. And, you know, they locked Judge Curry up. He's locked up. They yeah. Locked, yeah, they locked his wife up too, but she's out now. But they locked well, they, up. Well, the, the, the same, they, we all got together uh, and were supposedly in, um, in um, 
NLA. See, a lot of those people in NLA in the Colorado group were members of NLA. And they were just saying, it's just too slow. You're too slow. You're too slow. And what has happened now that they've gone after, because they wanted to go after the liens. And um, John didn't want to be doing that. And so well, he... Uh, well, John is, John is a, John is a, he's a, he's a car carrying ABA. John Durash? Uh-huh. How did you find that out? The judges. When did that come out? The judges talk about it every now and then. They bring it up. Mm-hmm. How do they know he's a card carrying? They're Supreme Court judges. They know John. They know who. Well, they know. I don't know. I don't know how they know, but they know. But he. They said he's a card carrying ABA. Well, if he's if he's helping the people, that's well. He needs to give up his own card. That that is true. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Judge Nate, uh, uh, Nato, he's, he's, he's comes on the Drake program occasionally. Uh-huh. He is the Attorney General for His Majesty, the King of the Kingdom of Hawaii. And uh, he was called, because he's a member of the uh, International American and the Hawaiian, and I think Californian and, and a couple of other states, bar associations. And he was asked about it and said, well, these bar cards are my license to go into any court, court and observe. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as long as I don't make, you know, make a problem for, this, for the court, they can't throw me out. Right. And he said, if I didn't have these cards, if I was to resign, they could bar me from going into the courthouse completely. That's why he still has them. And and that has held him in good stead for what he's been helping the people with. And he's yep. he's um, he's the one that's doing with the Indians, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Because most of the people think there really is a license for the bar members. No, it's just a nope. piece of paper for their union card. It's just their union card. And plus, uh, Gary, uh, when he was down in Florida and he was fighting those those foreclosures and all the other crap, a friend of his was a retired judge. And he asked the judge about uh, filing a certain type of motion. And the judge looked at him and said, I don't know how you found out about that. But if I was to do it, I would be dead in 24 hours. What was the thing that he was asking him to do? But it's something that when they 
uh, when you're sworn into the bar associations, the uh, uh, you know there's things that you swear that you will not do, and that's one of them. And the enforcement for the oath is the death penalty. Most of those people didn't even probably know they'd done that. <laughs> well, this judge knew. But uh, no, then the two of them never talked about it again. But he didn't use it on his case. Couldn't. No attorney's going to file it. He can file it. Well, he didn't know that then, did he? I don't know. This happened five, six years ago. I know I was there for all of it. Yeah, I know. But, uh, I find them some that, that This is what isn't known by most people. It's quite, really quite a dirty business. It really is. Absolutely. The purpose is to coerce. Well, things are popping, that's for sure. Whether we see the results, whether we hear the results, you know, it's it's all up to um, who's at the horn on it. And what really can be done about it. I find it very interesting while all of this is going on. And everybody just keep focusing on just every once in a while say, boy, it's so good they're in jail. It's so good we've re- all of those have been removed and they're out of harm's way. For what you want in 2017, because it, it, it is important that we keep uh, the energy up. The energy has to be maintained. I've been kind of worried Lola hasn't come on and uh, some of our other people haven't come on, so something's happening. Has anybody heard from Lola? Uh, Patty, you and I spoke about it, but... Yeah, I see her on Facebook once in a while, but I hardly ever go on Facebook anymore. Yeah, yeah. So it's just the same old war going on in there that's always going on. You know, if you believe this, type amen. If you don't type amen, you're a hater. And I'm going, oh, God, I got to get out of here. Yeah. I heard Lola on a couple of calls. Uh, in November. I haven't heard her on any other call since then. But it sounded like she was really busy with her family and renovating her home or something, but she sounded really busy with her family. Uh-huh. But I haven't heard yeah, her on any other uh-huh. call. Because when she's on a call, she normally chimes in and she has some kind of comment or something, you know. You know she's there. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we haven't heard from Henry. Henry's another one. He was with our um, the Firewalker, and I'm just wondering what happened to him. Yeah, it seems like he would be in touch with you if he could. Yeah. I've, I've emailed uh, Lola, but I didn't uh, email... Um, Henry, so I may, I may have to do that. Yeah. To get uh, to get him to uh, actually maybe give us a. I'm alive. I'm well. I'm living in River City. <laughs> We're all living in River City right now. <laughs> yeah, right now. <laughs> oh Lord. There you go. But I haven't gotten anything from him. I know, and it's it's you miss those people, and I know yeah. that he had he had made a mistake and started eating a little bit, and he was upset with himself for that because he'd gone like a hundred and some days without eating anything. Yeah, he just had his supplements, and that's what he did. Yeah. Mm mm mm. Yeah, it's a um. An interesting foible, as they say. I wish it was all over. I'm so tired of it. <laughs> well, that's why we have to keep our own energy up and um, and keep uh, keep encouraging others. And that this, we don't have to stick ourselves into these. You know, just being stuck in them type thing is what I want to I say. just want to go out and kick rocks, but I can't. There's snow all over them. <laughs> but get that snow torch out, girlfriend. <laughs> oh, no, they'd yeah, really come and get me then. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think I'll keep a real low profile now. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's good. You're good. You're fine. It's it's about how can we be better at what we're doing. That's all. What makes it a better world for us? So what does make it a better world for us? Sunshine. <laughs> What is it? Sunshine. There I you go. Sunshine. Let me look outside. It's still dark out there. <laughs> There's oh, snow everywhere. Did you turn the lights on yet? <laughs> well, it's starting to get light, but everything's white, including the sky. <laughs> oh. <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. yesterday the kids and I slept until 7.20. Wow. I haven't slept at seven twenty for years. Good for you. And so it's like, wow. Yeah, I've had a couple mornings like that. It feels so good. I'm finally kicking this cold. Oh man, I don't know what it was, but it was awful. <laughs> I lost almost all my friends because <laughs> I was You're in the crowd. <laughs> 
because yeah. I was such a grouch. I'd say things and then not hear from somebody for a couple of days. And, and then they said, well, I erased your phone number. <laughs> I went, what'd I do? I don't remember that. Oh, <laughs> You know, yeah. so I just figure I'm crazy and if um, you need to erase my phone number, it's all right. <laughs> if we're really friends, we'll call each other again. You know, we're five-year-olds at times. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the whole thing of it. Yeah. I had this running uh, thing with my neighbor here about leaving his dog out in the cold and the rain and everything. And um, the dog got kind of did something that, his collar, her collar came off, uh-huh. and uh, she jumped the fence. But when we came out at like six o'clock in the morning, she came up to me. She was so happy to see a human, and she wiggled and waggled, and she was just the happiest little puppy. She's six months. She's a uh, a uh, pit bull, so she's a big dog now, yeah. and she was just so pleased with herself and. And, of course, I put her on the into the yard for the dog, thinking she's too big to get through the doggy door. Well, that little smart hound, she got through the doggy door, and she got on the porch, and I had to get my dogs into the house. And Jakey, she, she came over, and she stood over Jakey. <laughs> he was so short. And, um, and she was, she, she's grown up with these dogs so they were not a danger to her and Peppy always put her in place and and so mm-hmm. she knew my dogs and we were always I always introduced them so she knew she knew the animals so I they weren't in danger it's just that she's so big she'd knock them over and uh but she uh, came into the porch and I put her through the paces as she tried to tear my porch apart because that's they never trained her for anything and so what I did was uh, made her obey in my house the way she had to obey because there was no way I was going to have her tearing my porch apart. And she caught on real well. She did real well. And then when it was like white out, 9 o'clock, I told Wes what was wrong. And we kept her on my porch and we put the fence up and we made it safe for her to be in the yard and running around. And then I'm thinking she's still in that horrible crate. It's a horrible crate. It's a travel crate. So it has air slits in it. It's all, you'd be wet in it all the time. Well, I found out yesterday when uh, Jonathan and I had made a date to uh, move the logs up against the fence where she could stand on them and jump into the bushes. But she's smart enough. She says, I go in there, I'll get all scratched up. So she didn't do it, but we took all the logs out. And I said, where's Kaylee? And he said, she went in the house. So the doggy door that I had on the doors for the big house, she they're allowing her to use it and be in the kitchen. So she's out of the elements. And that's a big relief to me. She's not... Uh, She's not out in the freezing cold and the, oh, and the pouring rain. Good. Yeah. Yeah, because th- that makes me sick every time. And see, I promised Kathy that I wouldn't say anything, but I'm stewing, you know, and that's not good. Yeah. So, um, so to find that 
they're letting her in is real good. Good. Yep, it's winter. It's winter. And they're getting smarter. And they're starting to love her maybe a little more. No, they still don't touch her. She loves being petted. But maybe they pet her more in the house. I don't know. Yeah. But um, Wes feeds her, so she loves him. But that's because he feeds her, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's an interesting um, thing that she's getting. She is at least being protected, and that's that's a big relief to me. That takes something off of you, yeah. I know how you are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a dog rescuer. I don't do all this other crap for the sake of... uh, you know, oh, I'm just being a nice lady. No, dogs are being cruelly treated. And, they don't and so are them. cats, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. We got a bunch and, of you know, wild cats, cats around my neighborhood. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and Daddy, yeah. oh, my God, he's 17 years old. I heard this commotion. I opened my front door. There was white fur going everywhere, and I'm going, oh, my God, oh, my God, yeah. It was Christmas Day. I finally called Debbie. I finally called Debbie yesterday, and I said, did you hear me screaming on Christmas Day? And she said, yeah, kind of. What was wrong? I said, well, you know that young cat you're thinking about adopting that's about six months old? I guess Daddy didn't want him on our porch, and he just kicked the crap out of him. But I went out, and I looked, Debbie, and there was no blood. Neither one of them got hurt. So I was glad I didn't get upset, and Daddy can hold his own, but I don't think I'll feed your cats on my porch anymore. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that funny? They they are very territorial. Oh, yeah. Very territorial. And this cat, my cat, 17 years old, but boy, he had him down, man. He had that white cat. I was going, whoa. Then I had to go out there with a broom and try to get Daddy to come in the house so I could check him. And He had a couple of tufts of hair pulled out of him, but other than that, he walked around like, I'm Regal Beagle here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not yet. (laughs) Yeah, so... Yeah. yeah. Stay out of the middle of people's fights, including the cats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's kind of how this area is here. Mama takes the middle portion, the yard and the uh, where the dogs feed and uh, where the dogs potty and poopy and stuff, and she'll go out walking with us, and she's just real good about that. I have some pictures of Jakey and her sitting together. I just had to have some of those. But I don't know how to send them. It's just the terrible part of it. But um, the um, the the other cats, I have a gray cat that takes care of the front yard and a black and white cat that takes care of the backyard. They aren't mine, but they think this is their territory. And, and they all have that agreement. They get Do you them? No. Oh. Unless they jump the fence and come over and eat some of Mama's food. Oh, but so their neighborhood cats. Somebody else is feeding them then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Now, I don't give any any food out because <laughs> Mama has enough. She's she's getting older, but she's about eleven, we think. Yeah. 
10 or 11, and she's, uh, she's got an eye that doesn't look well, and she doesn't, uh, I've not been able to get it resolved where it's um, helpful. That I just um, heard Donaldson. That sounds like a oh, wandering eye is. to me. Who? Who's, who's got the wandering eye? Donaldson. With the Donaldson. Donaldson. Here? Glad to be of service. How are you? How is everyone? Hi, Very Daddy. Good. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you uh, Wonder. And also, yeah. I have a cat, a cat story you guys might like. Um, Oh, but cool. uh, first, I, I want to see who's all on. Well, we've got uh, Colin and Tina and Patty. And you. And are you on also on one? One, one life, life to live. live. That's me. Even how cheesy as it sounds. Yeah. It'll take you yeah, back to. Yeah, you've got to... Donaldson and one life to live. You're on both. Whoa. Well, what happened was I closed down one of my accounts to stop using it, and I changed that name to One Life to Live, and that's the name that stays registered to my phone. Whenever I call in on TalkShoe, I even did a factory data reset, and it did not resolve the issue. However, I'm still feeling extremely excited about my um, capabilities and possibilities for accessing TalkShoe, regardless of that snag. <laughs> You're right. That's important. Hey, hey, Donaldson. Yeah. The yeah. other day, there's there's a link I'm going to send out, and Clintina was telling us that David Wynn Miller got on this program and started talking about quantum, and they thought he was just babbling. And it was what program a, was he it? was talking quantum. It was four uh, to action. Sure. Oh, okay. Four to action dot org. And uh, Clintina was able to correct me on that, so that was cool. But it's very interesting what's going on that he is. Clintina, are you at a point to tell us about David Wynn Miller is running in the 2016 race under a total different party? Really? That sounds... I can't remember what she Definitely called it. Want to hear more of that? Is Quinty is she on? Yes, she's on. Yes, Quintina. Nice. Quintina, party. what party? Hi, hi, Quintina. Hi, hi. Uh, this is a student of David Wynn Miller's. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, you said you are. Yeah. Yeah. So are we. Well, I am. We all are. <laughs> yeah. But love him. Love him to death. Um. He said he would be running under the party called the the Dick the the director's party, and he says the director's party means original construction. The directors, yeah, director's party, right? Uh huh. Mhm. And where did you see the videos? Or no, so you heard them on a talk show, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know what show you heard him on, and then maybe when was it again? I, I I heard you mentioned it a second ago, but I didn't quite place it because I remember seeing his videos regarding the the director's party with uh, Russell Gould, but uh, I never heard anything from them. And I've actually have you guys been, managed to see the the party on any of the official uh, voter material? You won't. 
You won't see it. You won't see none it. None of okay. the third party. Nah, none of the third party people ever get on the ballot. You have to be write-in. Really? That's the purposeful thing. Oh yeah, that's definitely. I thought he said he was a write-in though. They're write-in candidates, aren't they? They're they're write-in candidates. Right, they are. And nobody'll know he's even running. Oh, I see. Okay. That sucks. Yeah, that's the problem because they they won't they won't advertise, they won't announce, they won't do any. It's all internet uh, people on the internet, and um, this what, is okay. this is part of the fraud. Yeah. Well, hmm. well, he also said that he has about on his website he has four to five billion visitors. The it's million. I checked it out. The, huh? It's million. I checked it out. He, he, I went, said, yeah. I went and looked at the actual website for statistics on how many people visit his website every day, and uh-huh. it is over a million, a million people. Okay. Four to five. Four to five. Right. Um, he said he has the largest, the largest participants um, um, per day than any other website. In fact, he said that if you were to put his uh, website address into the address bar, even if you don't have um, into a computer, even if you don't have a cable or internet, that his website will come up anyway. He says it bypasses everything. His whole website will come up, even if you don't have uh, uh, internet. What? Uh-huh. That's what he said. You can hear him I'll call on him. that number. You can hear him on the replay call back on December the seventeenth for uh, what's that? Forty-two action dot org, forty-two action dot com, the forty-two action dot org. But Wonder sent out the uh, phone number the other day, and but I believe when you play back, you'll get the most recent call. I didn't I send it to everybody. I only sent it to you, Clintina, because I got it from another guy. And uh-huh. so I will send it out to everybody because I just don't know how many people are interested in what you and I have talked about. And uh, uh, Donaldson, I should have sent it to you, Donaldson, so I apologize. So I just didn't think of it. Okay. I heard about yeah. the director's party like about, I don't know, maybe six or seven months ago. Uh-huh. You know, and because uh, I saw the videos as soon as they came out. Do you guys have you seen the videos on on YouTube? Those two hour long videos. I, I think it's two or three hour long videos. I I have had so much trouble hearing those programs that I've had to give up listening to them. It <laughs> really is a strain, and well, um, because they won't use mics, and uh, they're just using the. Um, video cameras uh, soundtrack and that is just not loud enough. I mean, it just does not pick it up. And that's my problem. I mean, I I just can't hear them. Okay. That makes sense. Well, you have friends. What? I said you have friends that do, that can access that stuff, so I will, I'll be definitely, you know, willing to share <clears throat> what I have discovered, you know, uh, by going to that site, 
but I, as everyone knows, he does rig his website uh, to not be correct, as everyone here is a student um, right. of David's. And even I believe it's even in the title. This is something, the correct, correct sentence structure, even though he uses correct as a condition of state, um, it's, it's more of an adjective. It is an adjective, but uh, I believe that when you put a hyphen, it turns that adjective into a condition of state, I suppose, because you have it next to this noun. But I believe that I would not use a correct, the word correct in front of the word sentence, because uh, it is a adjective pronoun. And um, so there you go. Well, part of the thing, too, when he's, um, he had his uh, website so bastardized, he made certain that so much of it, you really had to work at learning it. And that's what we did. We worked at learning it because we had to figure out what he was saying, how he was saying, and why he was saying it that way. And uh, it was a, a real education for all of us. Yeah, and, um, I I enjoyed yep. that. Really I'll have to uh, give me. I'll be right back. Give me like five minutes. Okay. <clears throat> Quick, let's talk about Donaldson. <laughs> Isn't that the the story of what we used to do as kids? Yeah. Quick, let's talk about the one that's not here. <laughs> oh dear, but uh, I'm glad he's following what. Um, uh, David Wynn Miller was saying, I didn't realize, Contina, that David Wynn Miller went on that program. I think that's super. Absolutely super. So, uh, it behooves us to know who's out there coming forward or not. Mm-mm-mm. Well, I typed it into my browser, and I've got something up here that's bookmarked that says January 8th. 2016, the 2016 seminar. Speaker Federal Postal Judge David Wynn Miller and Federal Postal Judge Postmasters and Bankers New Seminar. Correct sentence structure, communication phrase, or P A R S E. Syntax, grammar, performance, da 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 da. I, I would have to read this because it's all, you know, in legal. No, it's in quantum. Yeah, well, I I have to. I can't read it to you because I can't understand it myself. But I can look through here and understand it by reading this after a while. But it's got... Yeah, um, when you... Go ahead. Communication methods, the law terms, religion and English by math, by the math, contract states, claims... Uh, Document sentence structure, quantum dictionary, quantum theorosis, uh Monte Mueller, federal judge. Anyway, got a whole bunch of stuff in here. So thank God he's coming out in the public again. Yeah, I am too. Uh because he and he and Gould are a great pair. They really are able to explain it. And um I I just is what um, Donaldson is talking about, he's able, and we've talked about this yesterday, he's able to take a PDF and put it into an audio 
so you can listen to what is being said, what is being written in an audio fashion so oh. that you're able to keep abreast of so much of what's going on. And I go, wow, that's cool. Because I sent him something, and he totally made it into an audio thing, and he's able to speed, I'm going to say speed dial, but speed run it so that he can listen to it in fast time and uh, get more value out of it because you have to focus on what is being said. You just have to focus on it. It was totally cool. Totally, totally. Right. This, uh, I'll come back on for a sec here. Um, the program is called a Voice Allowed Voice Allowed Reader. It's for computers and, and for cell phones. So you want to write that down. I can put the link in the room. Uh, there's also the uh, Vox Docs Reader, V-O-X-D-O-X, which will take a an image of words and convert the image to audio. So, so you could take a picture of every page of your book and then have that converted to audio also through that program called Voxdocs. And they're both free. And I've been able to speed up my learning. And I was mentioning the I, I, I play the audio fast. It may be uncomfortable at first, but it, I get used to it because, you know, the brain is – the brain operates faster than we give it credit for, and, and you know, so usually our, we'll catch up to the speed of what's playing as long as you just kind of forget about what's happening, allow yourself to get comfortable, and then once you are able to pick out the words, you can start focusing on the content and just really, really listen. And you can almost, in a way, she was uh, Wonder was saying that you can. I use it as a meditation for concentration building and it it works like that also as a you know for concentration so because you have to listen it's going so fast and you can keep up with it you know but you have to all your attention has to be there too so it's a really great exercise um and then um or if you just want to relax and just go about cleaning the house or you know going to the store or you know, whatever you're doing and just have the stuff on in the background playing, you know, while, so you don't have to read. At least you'll still get the information in your head. And that's invaluable because that's, uh, he's, uh, this will actually help me with uh, my schooling if um, I can get this. Uh, but I have to take a picture. My camera now isn't working. We tried to do it. I may have to get get a camera, a new camera that can do it. And uh, so I can actually email it to me. My son has to email me. I had to go over to his office to have him email me a receipt I needed so that someone else could do some work for me. (laughs) But it worked. (laughs) I got it. But um, this will speed up. Because, Patty, remember how you said you'd like to hear it better than read it? Yes, I have a lot of trouble reading. Um, I read slow. I read as slow yeah. as we talk. But if I listen, 
Mike Donaldson said. And I can listen to stuff that's going real fast. I can understand how in another 20 years or so, people are going to be talking so fast that people like us won't even know what they're saying. You know? Oh. And you can, almost, you can almost see it now, you know? Yeah. Just, yeah. Everything's going faster and faster. And I remember when I was taking care of that 80-year-old woman, she just couldn't handle but nothing was staying the same anymore. You know, and it seems like the older we get, the more we're going, slow down, slow down. Yeah. But it's all progress. Absolutely. And yes, I love to listen while I'm cleaning my house because I'm not good about sitting down and reading. I got cataracts and I just don't. I can read and listen at the same time. I don't do that. You know, hearing, seeing, and feeling. Any way you can absorb something, the more senses you can use to absorb that, the better. And there's stuff that we have that we don't even know we have, you know? Correct. Correct. And the brain isn't used fully as it is. So this is um, very, very valuable what uh, you're bringing to the table and uh, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I've thrown my brain away. It's it's my, it's uh it's out to get me. My heart is love. My heart thinks good things and does all the good things. My brain will try to con me into doing things that I'm not supposed to do. <laughs> and ah, I know it now. That old brain. Yeah, see. There you go. That's a Gemini yeah. in me, you know. I want to be real good, and I want to be real bad. It's a real rough time sometimes. <laughs> well, it's, it is the devil in you that wants to get out, huh? Yep. Yep. But I think she's really an angel. She just doesn't know how to get out. She's five years old, and, <laughs> you know, she's doing good. Uh, but the uh, the thing is, uh, your your brain work you know will pick up on all this information, you know. Uh, the, the brain is is working you know pretty much. It's got let's just say it this way: the body's processes. The way I see it, you go on without you even knowing how to do it or how it's doing its own thing, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that's the speed of your awareness. It's so far ahead of your conscious. You know your conscious awareness. You have you know that your subconscious is is really the where you are of of how you're doing things. And how do you know that your subconscious is in control of everything? Because of yeah. you know the fact that you don't even have the knowledge as to how your lungs and all that stuff is going and it's doing it. And it's one other thing is that uh, your thoughts always bounce from point to point. It feels like that's the, my best description is they bounce, <laughs> right? So, sorry about that. They basically, so so when you do keep your your mind focused on that one, that the, the audio, it's like it keeps you entrained, you know? But there's another meditation that I use uh, to... <clears throat> To what to take advantage of those the bouncing the mind loves to do is is um jump from thought to thought and and you can even try to hold on to one thought for as long as you can right and it will be difficult 
to even do that. So the meditation involves paying attention to your five senses, right? And staying with your five senses because it's all impressions. We're very impressionable beings. We are, our consciousness, our heart is our, um, our consciousness, our, our awareness, you know? And so when, when you sit in meditation and observe how your, brain, your mind goes from all these different sensate, sensatory points of awareness, because you're, you're basically the culmination of all of your sensations, right? That's what you are. And so when you sit and focus on your sensations at the bare sensation level, as Jack Cornfield says it, this is, a, you keep up with your awareness, and now you're there as the observer, no longer participating in all of the emotional stuff that may come up, and, and getting detracted and mental stuff, it's very relaxing. And, and it allows for kind of a break, you know, from, from uh, the, the, the rantings of the, of the mind, you know, because, the, you know, like I said, the mind just, it'll take your sense searching for truth and searching for some sort of solid foundation for reality, right? Then you basically uh, kind of... Like okay, I, I can't keep my mind focused. I can't I can't think about such and such right now and yada yada because I got other stuff on my mind, you know. So with this technique, you can you can incorporate a lot of different things at once. You know what I'm saying? Um, but at the same time, slow everything down to be really um, with your awareness as it moves. There you go. Did we lose you? No, you did not. I was waiting for responses. Okay. And I'm also in an elevator, but... uh, Oh, okay. Here we go. I'm out of the elevator now. Now you're going to hear my jet airplane taking off. Uh, But uh, again, so hopefully the the reading material suggestion helps and people can can improve their um, learning by that, that suggestion that I made. And, yeah, that's really why I'm talking about the voice aloud reader is for people to speed up their reading. Because I went and I read the, the executor letter, that uh, information, uh, the 12-step thing, and also the executor. I got all the way – did I get all the way through? I got all the way through the 12-step one. And then the executor one, I believe – I believe I did get all the way through that as well. Um, but I had to go back and listen to it again because I had it pretty fast. And, you know, I, I hit up all a lot of good points. Sorry about that noise. Uh, but uh, I will talk about the executor thing in a moment. Wonder, on you. With the executor point that he's talking about is how you can, and th- this is part of what last night's, um, um, what do you call it? But um, uh, audio program was that we were listening to, where you heard about the the Ware Bank. You heard about the different kinds of uh, available ways in which we can possibly pay off our bills. 
and what Tantina brought up and the fact that they don't connect the dots with the Nasara, with all the stuff that's coming down. and But with being the executor, it actually takes you out of their game and you are in charge of your deceased entity called the birth certificate. And that's very valuable. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it it, it is valuable. Um, And I don't know if anyone else has read it. Obviously, the silence is is due to the fact that it's probably a difficult document to read. Um, But it, it is worth giving it a listen. There's a couple points, though, that I would like to bring up, of course, about the executor position and that it is an office of the estate created for your benefit. Right. And, I mean, it, as as cool as that sounds, right, just everyone know that I was telling Darius last night that everything is a game. It's all a big game. It's really what it is. It's a big, big game. Um, and and how you play the game, right, is going to determine how well you do, obviously. And mm-hmm. just don't forget that nothing is so serious. Nothing is so serious as to be the reality. See? Your reality is up to you. And uh, mine, too, up to me. Um, my perspective, my perception, um, and also how much I'm learning, you know. Um, but uh, it's up to, pretty much up to me, too, um, unless I have a physical condition or something like that. Uh, but again, the executor position is an office that's created by this legal system, common law. Do you guys know that common law comes from equity? Common law is, is basically a, a principle, right, of justice, right? So you have courts of justice. And did you know that the ecclesiastical societies have courts of justice as well? And that even in the uh, Jewish uh, Judaism uh, traditions, they have those uh, courts. Um, actually, if you go back to um, like commercial law, right? In some of True Freeman's recent videos, he speaks about they use terms like hell to describe the exchequer's chamber. So the word hell, they're going to go to hell. I've been to hell and back. I've been to hell and back. <laughs> That's funny, right? Well, and one of the reasons that <laughs> we can hear the humor in it is yeah. the fact that the exchequer, when you really read the history of the exchequer, and if there's a mistake, you died. In the beginning, they 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 killed you. But now it's been improved. They've been improved on, and uh, you go to the exchequer. Sorry, I'm shutting my sound down. Yeah, the uh, exchequer is a title of nobility in England. It was a title in those days, but it was... You better not cheat the the uh, crown, or your life is done. It was it's very uh, cut and dry. That's why when they say they've been to hell and back, and they didn't have a mistake, then they're okay. Cool, huh? Yeah, very cool. And if I say go to hell, 
to, you know, yeah. a lawyer or someone that's trying to come at me with a legal claim, right? Yeah. Then it's not necessarily off base, is it? I'm not really cussing at them. The person just thinks I am because they're uneducated, right? I mean, Correct. it does suck being, being this intelligent in adult society. I mean, you're not supposed to be even displaying this type of wit. It's like out of respect for everyone, we don't have to display this type of wit, you know, uh, and, and I say it like that because that's what Nietzsche said. <laughs> and I, I want, if you read some of Nietzsche's work, he's a philosopher, right? I, don't, I forgot what, where, when he lived, but I think he was even uh, transsexual or something like that. But, uh, he probably was. <laughs> but it was very, very insightful stuff regarding society and society and the individual's role in society and stuff like that. Um, but uh, again, the the exchequer's chambers is is hell, right? So the, why do I bring that up? I mean, you know, well, because this whole system has to do with religious stuff, worship, okay? And again, the Talmud, right? This Jewish holy book had these things called the Noahide laws. Noahide laws, right? There, and then and these are the laws that are given to Noah after the flood for all of mankind, right? And it's only found, these laws are found in the Talmud, the Jewish book, not, not the Christian holy book. Okay, but the reason why I'm saying that they're for man is because the whole, the whole Bible, the Gentile religion was Christianity. See, Christianity was for Gentiles also, you see. And, and what's interesting about what I'm saying is that the, the common law, right, has an ecclesiastical nature to it as well. That means any a religious connotation as well so that means any anything we do in the court system right is, is that's established is actually playing playing a part in the whole game of the the gentilians in other words you're being you're you know what i'm saying this stuff is for the gentiles there's there's if you go and look at some of the ecclesiastical codes right for the catholic canon law that it'll it'll tell you there's human law and divine law two different two different types of law Right, that they that the uh, Pope believes in, and uh, the reason why that's important is because obviously there's someone that believes that there's there's a divinity and then there's the human. Right, so why is that important? Oh, because the Khazars came down from the mountains and took over and ruled. You know, what I'm saying a lot, a vast, large areas of land, and also, uh, you know, basically just kind of took over and dominated. I heard that they religious. I need to get back in, you know, more studies. But it was like my understanding that they occupied basically um, local religious groups and took them over yeah. and kind of like I infiltrated. And they're doing the yeah. same exact thing still to this day. And mm -hmm. um, Christianity and and Catholicism and you know basically all the mass religions are are of the um, use right of this uh, with with this manipulation of a use with this manipulation. So, um, and that's exactly why we need to pay attention to what we're doing when it comes to the executor. Okay? Because it's just a game. It's just part of the game. Don't take it seriously, is what I'm saying. Because even though it's serious, right, business, but the one thing that we want to remember is that it's still organized to, to, to keep people in check. You know what I'm saying? So just because you're doing the executor letter, which I believe will remove the presumption of infancy or minors' disabilities, right? That's why I want to do it. And I think it's a very powerful position to because if you have your brain, 
and you can use it, then why not do that? You know what I'm saying? Just because it was created by some secret society, right, for their benefit, doesn't mean that we can't go and go, oh, whoa, I'm going to take advantage of this too. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what they want us to do is get caught up in, right, they want us to get caught up in these, these little traps of emotional turmoil where we begin to believe in invisible things like, you know, other worlds and other realities. You know, and we're here now, you know, one, one manifestation for me that came with my awareness um, enhancement from the matrix was, uh, uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. Forget, forget it. Someone else come in. Well, one of the, the issues that I found with the executrix, I'm the executrix being female, is the fact that I could stand up for myself. We women have been told that you can't stand up for yourself. You have to have the men always do it for you. And that has been a, a really hard chore for some of us women who have always been single. I've been single longer than I ever was married. And the thing I had to learn is that this is an opportunity for each and every one of us to take on the responsibility we've been learning for all these years. We've been putting ourselves in the position of that isn't working for me. Let me see what other way I can do this. And that's, that's more beneficial to all of us with the, us standing up for our own rights. And more right than wrong is, is what is needed for where we are today. And it's time for people to say, you know, this isn't working for me. I need it, I need it different. I need it to, and, and that's where the golden rule, that's where uh, so many other things have come in, and it's a value for you and the ones that you love and want to work for you. So it's, it's it's a moving forward phenomenon. Right. And think think of it this way. The game is still made, you guys, for um the 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 system is rigged. Just rem- okay, that's, that's a very easy way to put it. It's the game is made and the system is rigged. Yep. And you, and you don't forget winner. that. Well no, I mean that's not necessarily the truth, right? You ain't the winner, right? But I am. And uh All right. and, <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying about the you ain't the winner part, Wonder, is is that, you know, like, other people are the larger part of yourself. Whether we want to mm-hmm. accept it or not, see, we're supposed to embrace our limitations and our large parts equally. Okay? Without that balance, things can go kind of crazy. You know? Yeah. And And so... Keeping a cool head, for me, is hard to do. I definitely have been taught to be angry, you know, and conditioned. Sometimes yeah, I found myself, like, I'm getting, I'm jumping all over from place to place right now. But I condi- I've been conditioned, basically, to be comfortable with these feelings of aggression. So anytime I'm 
I like being calm. I'm, I'm cool and I'm peaceful. I'm studying. I'm doing things. You know. But a lot of the times, there's a the fuel that's keeping me going with my studies and things like that is like this the stuff that's happened to me in my life. You know what I'm saying? And I'm thinking, well, sometimes I wake up. I'm like, Why am I even studying? I don't feel angry at all right now. Then it just takes a little bit of of, of thinking or or looking around to see. Oh, that's why I'm studying. Now I'm getting pissed again. You know. <laughs> Yeah. So there's, there's got to be a reason for these limitations, right? So I think that there is a healthy balance to embracing the limits, right? And then also these parts of ourselves that we have not gotten into yet, like the executor status, right? Uh, or the office of the executor, really. Um, but the first thing we have to do before we do executor... Um, well, you could do executor with IRS and any any... Um, like non-governmental agency, and it should be fine, according to what I've read. But um, if you, right, wonder that if you um, do an executor letter, uh, it should be fine for those. Go ahead, come in. Uh, what's your comment on that? Well, what they have found, and this is what a, a fellow here in Spartanburg did, they went to the courts and tried to do it head on into the courts and what they did was they got bashed down because the courts knew how to stop them and they didn't know how not to allow the courts to stop them and so they backed off but they're finding that because I was able to get through on the IRS thing because it as you said it's non-governmental it is strictly a um a handle for uh, the fraud that has been going on around all of us dealing with the um, uh, with how things are set up here, and we need to be able to work our way around them and not be bought into their crap, and that's a big help, big big help. Okay, so. Um the birth certificate and the executor letter, there's two things. You have to do two separate processes. To, I, or, let me ask you this, Wonder. Can you can a person do the executor letter and then eliminate having to um, accept the deed? Well, the thing that is um, is important is that you look at what it is you're really working towards. If you're just dealing with one little department, see, I've done the birth certificate, but I got an apostille. What they're wanting now is for you to have the um, uh, the certification of your birth certificate for a non-Hague country. So it, it, it's putting a little different twist on it because if it's a non-Hague country, H-A-G-U-E, then they cannot, um, they cannot come after you because you're not part of this country. And people will say, oh, oh, oh you can't oh. do that. You have to be hmm. a part of this country. No, you don't. So when you say apostille, you mean by a foreign diplomat, someone not under the Hague, right? 
correct and you're not part of the uh actually see United States because it's a corporation is a foreign entity. We our corporation status of eighteen seventy one and even probably earlier was done in London. It was never done here. Right. That's something most people don't know. Go ahead. Well, see, the common law, Robert Ryder has a common law and civil law versus each other kind of video, right? And he mm-hmm. goes into the differences between the two. And that, that the civil law attorney, uh, you know, is the one from, you know, with all the statutes and codes and enforcement. You know what I'm saying? But the... the the, the the common law um I was on it notary is of the state right is is pretty much a a different ent- being and it represents you and so therefore when when you come in with common law notary on on documents that are supposed to be seen by civil law administrators Right? Then we have a misinformation on our documents. We need to make sure that we put the right notary because once we get that lawyer, to, that civil law attorney, to put his uh, uh, you know, notary seal on the paperwork, now it's been recognized. It's got full faith and credit right there with a single action. That thing, he gets, it gets full faith and credit in all the courts. It doesn't even have to be apostilled at that point. According to the Rule 44 of the civil rule, Federal Rules of Civil Procedure, yeah, well, you you don't even need the seal anymore because of the fact that you have uh, bypassed that whole genre by going to the uh, going directly to the non-Hague countries. When we did the apostilles, we went uh, that route because we thought we had to declare where we wish to move. And that that was misinformation for us. And uh, not that we, I used it in court and it stopped a court proceeding. And the fact that I didn't obey the judge for when he wanted me to walk over to his way of thinking was I, um, I didn't obey his command. And I've since learned that you do not obey. When the judge tells you, um, go sit down, and you go sit down, he's over you. He has made you subject. And uh, he controls you from then on. However, if you go, no, judge, I'm not interested in sitting down, uh, and you're holding up this court action, for an improper action by ordering something that is not necessary. And it's calling him on his attempts to get control of you again. And getting control of you is the name of the game. Controlling you in every way you can move around is their MO. That's why they always say, do you understand 
And you say, no, I don't understand. What is it you want, oh, judge of, of little repute? And uh, it's important that you get that everything they attempt to do is to, about controlling it, every little bit. And that's well, why really, you need uh, to know your. That's why you need to know your, your rules of court. You need to know where you stand with all this fraud. Go ahead. Oh, uh, just knowing that you're going to be. Uh, you have to do a, a waiver. Listen. It's not enough to challenge jurors. It's not enough to go in there with these documents and, you know, claiming to be the executor without also waive a, a document, a declaration or affidavit, right? Mostly a declaration. Waiving your um, right to be tried in the venue authorized by statute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you I see, can, you don't even want to go into the court, uh, Donaldson. Oh, the other All thing is, is that the appearance outside. Okay, you're, no, you're right, you're right. But the see, this is why you can appear. Did we lose you, Donaldson? No, you didn't lose me. You can appear in court, you know, like without having to actually go physically to the court. But remember, if you appear in court. Without a challenge to the jurisdiction, then you have waived those defenses. That's under the civil right. law. So you right. can't. Just, it's not enough to do the executor letter. Just because you got the executor's office, you still have to know the processes. And that's what I was trying to get people to recognize. Wonder. Well, see, part of the thing is that the parts you're talking about are very legitimate. However, so many people do not even realize they have, they're deceased. And anytime they go into court, they are a dead entity. And so this is where the very basic training has to start is with people getting that they are a living flesh and blood woman, not this. Uh, dead corporation that they keep wanting to make you the contract of the the physical uh, flesh and blood man and woman make you the contract. And that's where you don't even go into court to set that. You settle the the jurisdiction. Go ahead. What makes us... um, uh, I lost my thought. Go ahead. You go ahead. This information is so fleeting because it's a new topic for me. It's kind of like it's right there, and it's it's like it's on the. I'm telling you, this leading in this this leading edge of information thought. You know, it's like think about it. I mean, the, the thinking about the like going in as the executor, and then knowing the processes all to match it. I mean, that's super super important. You know. It's not enough, enough to go in there into the courtroom as executor. Well, show up your last point for me again so I can come back at it. Well, it is that you do not go into the court 
you you stay outside the court premises by putting this all in writing and by putting it in writing they have they have no place to go when you are actually saying your jurisdiction does not work with my being the executor of this entity called whatever blah 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 estate you uh, this is fraudulent and uh i am here this whole process we're doing is a means to correct a wrong and when you're correcting a wrong you have to give the other party an opportunity to be able to go where they can make a uh, a remedy. Now, we've been taught through the years that these courts will not make any remedy for you because what the remedy is is your freedom. And they won't let you know that. <coughs> okay, so, 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 so well, yeah, yeah, yes, I do. And the thing is, with the state representing people in the court, right, the reason why the, the lawyers represent the, the men and the women in the courtroom, right, is because, because let me tell you what I've read. Let me tell you what I've read, okay? Because okay, I'm just regurgitating. I'm not, none of uh-huh. this is from my, like, opinion. In that okay. it's, these people are, they take an oath to uphold the law of each state, according to their American Bar Association, right? When you get admitted into the bar, right? California, for rules of professional conduct, you got to go through moral background check and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? You have to basically disclose any moral moral turpitude. Okay? And so the the whole idea is to, to make sure that you uphold the integrity of the system, the state, right? And so mm-hmm. since everybody coming in there using the state ID, the state name, right, taking the benefit of the state, right, what you're doing in a sense is you're you're waiving your life. You're waiving your life and you're taking the benefit of all of this fiction stuff. So it's not, they're only treating us as if, as, as if we were dead, right? Because of the contract in place. It's okay. a contract. Now we can it's just, all about why, contract. yeah, just, just everyone should just understand how a law is contract. And ultimately you and I don't have an oath to uphold the laws of the United States. Like a citizen does when they come in here from, to be, to migrate and they, they become a citizen, they take an oath. You know, and they sign a piece of paper that says they they vow to uphold all the laws of the United States. And if I've never done that, then that's not my contract. You know what I'm saying? But Correct. so therefore, I can't go into those courtrooms and expect to have standing. You see, with anything that Very I say, because good. I have no. Okay, and that doesn't mean I'm dead. It's just I have no standing because I'm not there to represent the state. So I don't know what the heck I'm talking about, especially. That's why they send us all to, when I go in there, I know what I'm talking about right now, but if I go into court, you know, and start talking executor this and executor that, yet I got a public defender or maybe like, a, you know, I don't know exactly everything else, how everything else works, I'm going to feel a little lost, 
you know so with the executor information must come some other background also regarding at least civil procedure you know well that's why and, and with way go ahead or or sorry or just even saying you know look i don't con- i don't want to contract is the best. I mean, and maybe that's why we've seen that whole move on YouTube, right? And also all over the in the Patriot community, whatever you want to call it, um, to uh, yeah, to not contract with these people. And then you know, so definitely, it is about contracting. And um, you know, Darius's situation out there in New York, right? I went through all these writings and different styles of letters we could possibly send, only to come down to realize I should just be saying, "Hey, look, there's no contract. There's no contract, so you have to have, you have to pay. You're a market participant. We have a document right here that says that you bought the property in 2013, and then you have, you basically moved the deed over in 2015. You moved the name, my name, off the deed and put your name on the deed. So now you're a market participant." That means, you know, yada, yada. You get it. Theft. Right? That means theft. But part of what... Uh, right, theft is, or pay. Theft or pay. And then yeah. you could charge them like a corporation is stealing your property. Don't even treat them like right. the government. You see what I'm saying? It's a whole mind screw. They expect... Once it you come in mind. talking about... Yeah, okay. It's all about contract, man. Well, and part of the thing, why I got... Why they had to kick me out of jail was that I refused to contract with them, and those are the words I said. I am not contracting with you. And one of the officers, when he was taking me to the detention center because I was being thrown in jail for contempt of court, which is something I really need more learning on and how to stop that baloney, was the fact, he said, what is the contract? I said, sir, you need to go to the computer and look up what the six or seven parts of a legitimate contract is composed of, and then you will understand why I am not going to explain it to you. You go and find out for yourself like we have to. He didn't like that, but I didn't care. Because they want to be spoon-fed information that we have gone out and learned how to deal with it. And that's for them to learn and us to know. And that's because they are so used to just dealing with everything with force that they don't have to have any intelligence behind it. Correct. Correct. And it is a mind screw. It's totally a mind screw so that they don't have to be responsible. Hi, Orville. I was worried about you. So glad to hear your voice again. I thought you were in the storms. Oh, well, I was. (laughs) Were you in the storms? Well, we didn't have tornadoes, but we had 50-mile-an-hour winds. um, Oh, wow. just, Just a on the other corner of my block that I live on, there was this, they, the house had a great big pine tree right on the corner of their lot. It was ripped out of the ground. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> I called Wonder Ann last night and said, 
I'm worried about Orpha. Have you heard from her? <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot New Year's Day was Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that happened. And you Until like in, three, I three o'clock that afternoon. Oh. Is that you, Donaldson? Let me. Oops. Let me. Okay, we're okay now. So, yeah, I apologize. So, Happy New Year to everybody. <laughs> oh, it turned out really well. We did a um, January 1st, 2017 uh, of how wonderful 2016 was. Oh, cool. It was quite enlightening. It was quite enlightening. It was, everybody did a great job of uh, getting right into it and Honing in on it, so it was great. Cool. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm sorry I missed it. Yeah. So it was like three yeah, o'clock in the afternoon. I'm going. Dang, this is Friday. <laughs> well, it was. It was so. You know, I got so so used to my schedule for yeah. you know, well Thursdays first of all. I finally got used to being on Fridays, and then my schedule starts getting screwed up, and I'm working this day instead of that one, and so it threw my whole compass off, and even today, it was like 9.35, which is an hour and a half for me here, uh, later. <laughs> but you made it! Yay! But I made <laughs> There you I've, go. I've, I've been listening, you know, the conversation is very interesting. I, I'm absolutely not as well versed on all this stuff as you guys are, but I, I keep listening to things. Hopefully, I'll get you know a lot of it by osmosis until I, until I get it down. I, I, I understand it in my head, but trying to spew it out to others is where I, I sorely lack. I don't Join the club. Join the club. <laughs> I, I, I'm not able to vocalize it to others and explain it to others. So I absolutely do not belong in a courtroom because I would never be. I I've tried standing up for myself, and it's it, I I really realize that you know I'm pulling a wonder hand. <laughs> <laughs> We we all did off of the first time. We all did. No, there's no finger pointing. It's it's like I've gone in every time with a different way to do it, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know, it's it's, it's a it's a crapshoot. But I don't. Not, mean to, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to finger point at you. I'm just saying. No, no. Wait a minute. And Wonder has done this so many times, you know, <laughs> that you know she's learned something from it. I'm, I'm not there yet, and I don't want to keep putting myself in the situation of going into the courts or getting put in jail um, to learn it. I need to, you know, quit, quit getting into the situation where I might wind up in a courtroom um, <laughs> because I know I shouldn't be there to begin with, and. I I don't have the backbone yet to, you know, put my foot down and say no. I'm not going to go up there. Um, Actually, it's going to take you years 
oh, I know. to really understand the system. Mm-hmm. Right, and, but I don't and have to one, that's the why, rest well, one, the one contract, right, right, that's true. And one thing you can do to avoid that is try to be as respectful as possible to these people or, right, and walk away and get away as soon as you, as soon as you sense or see any, uh, like, the, a thing that you're, you know, bothered by, you just move, get away from there, you know, and you'll be fine. That's right. That's, that's what that's, I do, actually. Yeah, that's, Literally, that's they pull I, up right on me, Orpha, right, and I get up with my stuff and I walk away. Everything happened so many times, like, one, I was standing with a group of friends on a street, on a sidewalk, and the undercover pigs rolled up in an unmarked car, hopped out, started... I saw him coming, though, right? And I instantly grabbed my backpack, put it on, and acted like I was just walking down the street. So as soon as the cops got out, they saw me. I was walking already. No one else... I, did, I didn't yell and try to say, hey, you cops, you know, so everyone would just scatter. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, that's not my style. I'm going to be a little more low-key. I'm going to waltz out of there. And the same thing happened last night. I was, uh, you know, just on the phone, drinking a beer, on the sidewalk, um, and kind of studying. I, I like to drink beer and study. Uh, and Is legal to do that in San Francisco? <laughs> we can't do when that. We can. It's against the law to drink in public on the sidewalk. Oh, no. That, that's exactly why what happened next is important. The, okay. the underco- another undercover car swooped up around the corner and tried to sneak park. They tried to sneak park so that I wouldn't notice them, you know. <laughs> and that, and then I keep drinking right there so they could basically get out of the car and, and, and fuck with me, you know. Excuse me, mess with me for, for being, you know, uh, drinking alcohol, you know, whatever, in public. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't want to get in. I can tell you that that's, that's unlawful for them to do that. Okay, I, I don't want to get into why it is, but I will get into that if you ask me. But ultimately, the reason why I'm talking about it is to say that just move and get out of their way. Because all I did was I, I took one sip off the beer when the car pulled around, and then I set it on the ground and walked. I didn't even I care about it because it's just half a beer, and I can go get another one, you know? It's more worth just getting away. <laughs> I just want to get away from those stupid people because they have get all they want to do. Ticket? Man, they're fucking pirates, man. They just want to take you. You know, they're pirates. They want your, mm-hmm. they want your, um, your landed estate, right? But at the same time, they have a duty to protect, and it goes all the way back to the Vatican, okay? And it's very much a religious, governmental organization. And if we're being told that it's not, and you know, this is this is the interesting thing. Like, since I'm putting alcohol in my body, it's not necessarily about other people, is it? It's more about me, what I'm doing to my body. I'm smoking. I'm putting weed in my body, and the church has a duty to protect all land, all property. And the church right. does that by confiscating all property and keeping it all in abeyance. And you know what property is? Intellectual. Intellectual property is your name, right? We all know that. And your body. And, and so, like, yeah, I'm not even trying to give these people that name. When they come and talk to me, what are they going to do? They're not going to do anything with me without a name, right? Unless they are really criminals. Like for real. So that's so the, actually this is two different. <laughs> this is funny. Uh, you have a criminal A and criminal B. Which one <laughs> do they want to? Uh, you know, it's like okay, let's take his. Let's ask him for ID. That's a criminal action too. Uh, what do we? Uh, 
Let's beat him up without asking for ID. That's also criminal here. <laughs> well, when you walked away and left the beer, I'm surprised they didn't give you a ticket for littering. <laughs> no, right? It was, no, it's, it's maybe she was like on break and and because it was a female cop, she was probably just on break or something, but. I don't take chances, and I always get away. I always look, you know, look for the cars. And the point being is that if you don't have the knowledge, I just don't understand knowledge, why you didn't pour it into an empty pop can, and then you wouldn't have had to worry yeah. about a thing. <laughs> if if you don't have the knowledge, you know, to to make a claim, like I don't. When I get around those guys right now, I'm I feel so. Sometimes I I'm trying to get away from feeling tra- traumatized, but every time I get around. Police, I just lose my speech. I lose my thoughts. It's like, I I, it's like, you know, I don't even, I want to tell them, like, you have, you know what? You have to tell me basically who you are, because I don't know who you are or even who you represent, or I'm not going to contract with you. And if you do force me to contract, it's going to be correct. And you, look, you're going to call me a sovereign citizen, and then you're going to take me to jail, and you're going to basically fingerprint me and all this. Look, I don't want you to do that, because then I'm, you know, I'm going to sound like a lunatic by asking you for money. It's ridiculous, man. It's like, you know, so my best option right now is to completely ignore these people and learn and learn and learn and learn as much as I can until the next emergency scenario comes up. See what I'm saying? Like what happened yesterday, I told, uh, not yesterday, but I told Wonder about a story where I was taken to the hospital for a involuntary detention mm. for evaluation and treatment, right? Yeah. Uh, because yeah. I was trying to um, make a citizen's arrest. Someone was, um, someone had, a girl had hit me in the face while I was standing talking with her and her friends. And then I tried to citizen's arrest her and, she, and the, I flagged the cops down and um, they went up to her friend's after he told her to run away, so the guy, she runs away, and gets away. The cops stop when I flag them down. What do you need, buddy? And then they go, oh, that guy over there, he hit me. So they go up and they get the guy, right? And they look at a video that he shows them, and then they let the guy go, right? Then they come back to me and say, look, they got their hands up, right? They got their hands up. They're like, take it easy. And I'm like, well... Hi, guys. Uh, I called you. Uh, can I get your names and badge numbers before we actually do any type of investigation on this? I mean, this is strange. And they're like, oh, oh no, you're not getting that. As a matter of fact, you got ID? And I was like, what? Like, what do you mean ID? I, they're like, look, you're, you know, you're coming to the hospital, you know, so, you know, I was like, look, I'm going to get your name and badge number out of my bag. And uh, they said, don't reach for your pen. And I said, no, I'm going to write your names and badge numbers down. I'm reaching for my pen. Don't reach. Don't reach. Right? And so I reached anyway. I reached for the pen. They they basically pushed, tackled me into the car, kicked my legs open, cuffed me, stuffed me into the back seat. Okay? But they went through my wallet, grabbed my, my, my debit card. I didn't give them a name. I never gave them a name. But they grabbed my debit card and took the name off the debit card. And this is even after I have reneged off of the fucking contract for the DMV, I told him no. I wrote and revoked my signature from the DMV contract. And the DMV wrote me back and said, we will cancel your license. We will cancel your ID with us. Okay? But you have to send us this form or whatnot. Right? So I did that. And I, anyways, the point is they still took the name off of the, the debit card 
and they still ran it through their system, and they pulled up the DMV information, right, and they attached the name, right, the legal name, so they could get jurisdiction, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, over, over me, my land, because they have the duty to protect the property that's in their, in their, in their custody. Point being, when I went into the hospital, after all in, you know, was said and done, I saw that the law was that I had some rights, and that those rights were I didn't have to be injected if I didn't want to be injected, and that I didn't have to be you know, subjected to this kind of treatment or rude or insults or anything like that. So I wrote these laws that I wanted down. I said, look, this applies to me. Right? Also, what applies to me is a $30,000 an hour charge for you guys for every hour that you have me in here right, without making a legal determination. So if you don't make a legal determination and it takes you three days, well, how many how many hours are in three days? You know, that's like uh, 70, 72 hours, right? So $30,000 times 72 sounds pretty good, right? Hey, guess what? They let me out in 10 minutes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that happened. That's the point. Because they can't keep you. They can't keep you. And uh, you will really like this guy who spoke near the end of the... Sorry for the interruption. I never took the meal that they gave me. They tried to offer me a meal, but I did not eat it. Uh, They wanted to give me everything. I would like who? Go ahead, Wonder. The fellow that spoke at towards the end, I had to get off at about 11.15 last night because I was getting up at 6 this morning. And uh, the fellow last night went through pretty much what you just talked about. But he, he, said, to, uh, he said, you have the right to ask the cop questions. You have the right to ask for the warrant. That you have the right to ask for a judge within a matter of an hour or two to see you. And he said when he asked the question, a, a question of the officer, he immediately arrested him. And he said, where's your warrant for doing this? He said, you'll get it when you get to the jailhouse, because he didn't have it on him. And when he got to the jailhouse for detention, he was able to... Um, he was able to, um, sorry, I just wanted to stop that noise, I think. Oh, I guess not. And so what it was was that uh, the three points, he never saw a judge for hey, 19 yo, Wonder, days. hold on one second. Wonder, hold on. Where's that noise coming from? Yep. All right, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Uh, he he was kept in jail for 19 days without ever seeing a judge. And because of that procedure, he now has, he did not sue the, the people. He placed a lien on their bonds. And he the list of people he leaned is gargantuan. I mean, he went basically through the whole state of, I think he said Colorado, and he put everybody on it that needed to be on it because of the fraud that is going so blatantly around this country. And he was, um, he is now at the point 
where they are um, they, they attempted to negotiate. Now, the, the bill for the lien, he did not sue them. And this is why I've not gone after suing these three cities, because I knew that wasn't correct, but I didn't know what I could do. So he leaned them all. And uh, he, yeah. when he leaned them, the total bill for all those people's bonds, every one of their bonds, I mean, it was amazing who he was putting on his list. And he had, they, they did write him back because he filed it for the liens. And they did write him back and say that he had to, um, oh, what was it? Um, he had uh, 30 days to respond to something. And so what he did was he, um, he gave them, um, he, he answered it right after Christmas, and then he found, because he put him in the federal court, I mean, he did the court, to, I mean, it, it's unbelievable who he was, who he was leaning, now, not suing, leaning, and uh, with that lien, the, he found there was a fast track, and he said in a fast track, you have, they have to respond in 10 days, 10 days. And what he found was doing it that way, he was able to actually pull them up by their short hairs because they can't respond in anything in 10 days. Part of your statute is that they can do it their way, not your way kind of crap is what we've always been fed by them. And so because he's leaning them and he's really pushing what is the fraud, his case comes up in a week from Monday. That's when 10 days will be over. So, and I don't know if case or what? There's, there's no case, right? It, it isn't a case, but he is leaning right. them, and he, he has them. I have his number and everything. I'm going to look it up after we're through here. So Because right. when you sue them, you are going to get your ass whipped. Well, what it comes but down to well, the, billions. Well, the reason ahead. why you're right about what you're saying is, and what he says is right, is because once you lean, this is what I've read, Remember, it's all regurgitation. I've not done any of this. Um, that once you lean them, right, now they have to sue you to remove the lien. Okay? Now, and if, in order to remove the lien, they're going to have to prove that your claim is not valid. Correct. There you go. That's how, they're, that's how you're going to get them because they can't prove that what they did didn't take them into a market as a market participant. There you go. That's exactly the point. Mm-hmm. There you are, and and that's what his his premise is. It's very ingenious, and you can get his case. I've got his number. I'll, I'll I know you'll look it up, um, Donaldson. But for any of the rest of us, if you're really interested in following something like this, it's invaluable for you to learn what we're thinking. Because see, on my case, it's three years ago, but there's no 
I don't think there's a statute of limitations for their law to do that. And now I don't know if I can lean them being an executrix. So that's a learning thing for me to find out. But if right. they took my car, they took away my right of travel, they have totally coerced my life. I almost lost the rental of being able to rent here. I mean, they put my life into total jeopardy for their sake. So and that's it's, it's, really a sad, sad thing. I mean, it, it's horrible. I, I you know, I, I yeah. Um, that guy, what happens? I mean, what is the next step that's going to happen? You said it, it, you know, his 10 days is up on Monday. If they have to sue him and order a week from Monday, um, Mm -hmm. what, okay, if they have to sue him to remove the lien, and you probably know that they're not going to do that, what will happen then? I mean, what's what's the next step? What happens is, I, he said he gave three points that I thought were very interesting. He said they, <laughs> Go ahead. Go they ahead. have they have a recourse, and and some of it will be that they will try and bargain out. Now he's already been offered by one of the law firms a twenty five million dollars settlement out of court, and he said, "See you in court." That's what he told the guy. I'll see you in court. And the reason he said that was the issue of that he has a winning case. Because if they wanted to settle for that high, then there's definitely more credibility to what he has than anybody else would have thought. Now, one of the things that is important here is he said, when they bring it to the settlement stage, they will want to have, he said, first of all, they they won't even kind of sneeze at anything that doesn't cost them money. They will, and I'm using the word ridge is an old line we used to use where they will tighten up and go, "Uh, we don't want to do that for the sake of money because it's out of their pocket when this money is going to be paid, it's their bond that he's got. And what he said is, at one point in his life, they, they falsely accused him of something, and he had to spend three years, in, uh, and he has a felony charge. He says, I want that all removed, is what he's going to demand. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the other thing is that, and we know that they do all this false charging of people all the time. So what he's saying is, uh, I want that removed. And he is uh, going at this point where when he, he, he wants his record expunged and he wants him, uh, his whole entire sovereignty settled so that he doesn't have to be shuffing and jiving afterwards. And he told a story about a guy who went to D.C. And he, was, he was leading the city for whatever they didn't do 
And uh, they totally ignored his case, so he took it to the federal court. The judge said, yes, you're correct. He gave them, he won the case, and uh, the uh, judge said, is there anything else, sir, that I can do for you? He said, yes, I'd like a marshal to come with me. Brilliant move. Because what is the problem that we have most around this country? We have no one to back up our demands. We don't have the, I'm going to say chutzpah, which is the Jewish term for the balls, but he bought enforcement a marshal power. with them. He right, no enforcement power. power. There we go. That's the best word. Thank you for correcting me. But the enforcement power. So when the city was doing it, no, you can't do that. He said, sorry, it's an order. It was all the marshal had to keep saying. Sorry, it's an order by the court. They lost everything. The city lost every penny that they had scrounged and stolen from the people. And he had the right to do that. So he wanted to be, he is definitely going to go with the marshal. He's going to have a marshal under his armpit. And uh, go and do what wherever he has to do his collection. He won't get his fifty billion dollars. He knows that, but he sure will make them pay for it. And the other thing that he will make them uh, provide him is total sovereignty and freedom, never to be picked up again. So basically, he can write Leave his own ticket. What? Basically, he can write his own ticket to getting what, whatever he whatever he wants. I mean, they 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 yeah. will he'll be pulling a wedgie on him. <laughs> That's exactly right, and the wedgie will hurt like mad on them. Yeah, and it couldn't happen to a nicer bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Will it set a precedent for everybody else? Well. Well, the problem with this, this is why he's coming on this call, why, why he's coming on the call to talk about this case so people know what to do because he said in, on that 10th day and when he gets the settlement, if he's still alive, and he's, he says, I'm protecting myself right now, and why he's making it so public because it does protect you because that's what David Wynn Miller I send it out to thousands so they can't kill you. If you're one and only one, they can get rid of you ASAP. But this man is blasting it all over the country. He is saying that in the, on the 10th day when they bring him in and they settle it for the way he wants it done because they have no place to go. They have absolutely no place to go. And they have to pay. And the issue here is because uh, is that he would it would become a uh, no-disclosure, non-disclosure settlement. So the case will probably be sealed, so it's important we download it. And it is the issue of he can't tell us anything after the non-disclosure. So they're putting a gag order on it. But that is what they do. If you really look for any of David Wynn Miller's cases, none of them are accessible. And yet he's had the wins, but no one can access any of his paperwork. 
because right. Actually, they don't want people to know. In other words, what what they did was they did not publish the case. And that's what they call it when they make it available for everyone to use, is they, they publish it. Yeah. But it's a public case. It is in the record, so it's important that we, we pull it and pull it off. Because there there are ways for us to fight them and do it in a way but where we can win. Go ahead. It's not a case. It's not. He doesn't have a case. Okay. It's it's a it's a private prejudicial commercial action. It's okay. That that's probably the better way to say it. But he has a case number, and he gave us the case number. So there is something that uh, is. Well, what do you mean case number? What do you What do you mean? I don't I don't understand. It's a number for it to be filed in the court. It's for it to be filed in the court. So wait a second. You said he has a commercial lien on people, right? They're trying to sue him to remove the lien, right? They cannot sue him. But that's what they have to do to remove the lien. But they will not sue him because they won't. They cannot prove that they didn't do everything he said. So there's no case, right? There's no actual case. A case is a criminal action by the government against somebody. Okay? An action is something civil. But so So therefore, what he's doing, since it's commercial, it's an action. It's not a case. When you say case, you imply criminal thing. You see what I'm saying? And since it's prejudicial, okay. it's not criminal. Okay. I can, uh, I can get what yeah, you're just, saying. Yeah. So, well, yeah, it's better to say action. Are they calling it a case? If they've given it a case number? Oh, I well, think you're saying case has, in a general sense. He has a filing number. And that way, he was calling it a case, only because people are used to that terminology. But your correction is very good for people to get. So that, and and he's a truck driver, guys. He's a truck driver. And he said, but he was confronting them in the way you have to confront them. He said, I didn't raise my voice. I wasn't violent with them. I wasn't anything but just very polite and asked them the question, why are you stopping me? Whatever the questions were he was asking. And he was he was shafted. He was totally shafted. So it behooves you to know where you have a right to be able to stand up for your rights. Because we we have no constitution, and you really are fighting against something that is purposely been annihilated for the sake of greed. Totally. So it's it's a it's a real learning cycle for all of us. Mm-hmm. 
I am going to leave the train station eventually. I just, you know what it is? I'm like, every morning I got my routine. I come into the train station. I plug my phone in, you know. Um, uh, actually, I sip. Okay, let's just put it that way. I sip <laughs> and I and I study. I talk and, and while my phone is charging because, you know, I don't have a place to live. So I basically... Yeah. You know, I'm I charge my phone. You know, so I can have some some battery power. You know, while I'm going through the day or whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is this is my routine right now for you guys. You know, and 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 just hearing what you know, hearing this information every you know all the time is is important. You know, for for me at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I was just looking at the uh, the professional the professional responsibility. Um, you know, book for lawyers, and that's another area that that we can actually approach is is you know making sure that the lawyer is adhering to the ABA American Bar Association model rules for code of conduct. <laughs> and your next joke is. <laughs> Well, this, when you when you have violations, right? Then there you no, there's no joke. I mean, the judges are I know. actually I know. check it out. The highest court of each state has the duty of regulating lawyers. That's right. Not not the you would think it was the legislature or even the bar associations, right? But they're not. It's actually the highest court of the state has the duty of regulating lawyers. That's a really key piece of information for you for you guys on this call. And this way you but can if, take it to the highest the, court. If they are the ones that are regulating it and they are members of it, it's a conflict of interest. Yeah. What's the good? The, well, no, the member, they're not, actually. The state is not a, a member of the bar. The members of the state who are political, they were voted in by the people... Most of them are lawyers. You go, you go check your roster there in California. Here in <coughs> South Carolina, most of them are lawyers, without fail. But they can't. That's may that may be the case, but unfortunately, they can't practice law while they're in their position of trust. You see what I'm saying? And they, there is some regulation to that too. They cannot actually be. By like bias like that, and and be like practicing law, and at the same time work for the government agency. That's what they say. But is that what they do? Because they still have. They're supposed to give up their uh, working for their firm. They're supposed to give up uh, having any connection with their firm, and this is true. However. Many of them still get paid by the firm. Many of them here in the state of South Carolina, we are finding they still manipulate what they want that law firm to be dealing with. So where's the not conflict of interest? Where's the not conflict of interest? Okay. Yeah. There is a conflict of interest no matter what. Well, then maybe there may be, but again, it's in, it's behoove us all, right, to uh, pay attention to what restricts these um, people who call themselves attorneys from being able yep. to do certain things. So, 
You know, if, if you can be an executor, you know what that means? To execute the law, to execute over your, your, your estate. So if you have some antitrust action happening, right, by, by a state or whatever regarding, then, then it's kind of important to, to be able to see, oh, this lawyer and this judge working together, violating bar rules, violating their code of conduct, you know, violating, I mean, yes, Rod Class has gotten me hooked, okay, on the whole, like, lawyer thing, but it was an actual, at the perfect time, because I'm, as you know, I'm studying to be, you know, studying the bar review, I'm not trying to be a lawyer, but the bar review books, and one of them looking at right now is, is, is professional responsibility, plus I also have, uh, you know, standards and, and statutes for regulating lawyers in the legal profession, you know, another book, mm-hmm. so... This is just a good time for it, you know. I mean, there's a lot of information out there, and I mean, uh, with regard to the, the health and wellness of everybody, and and the use of this information, it's just you can rely on us, I suppose, and keep coming onto the call and then ask questions, you know, so that way we can convey this information to who needs it. Well, see, we've been doing this for a number of years, and that's why we. We moved much of that is on a Tuesday night when I don't know if you still even do that, but um, that is where we did a lot of this learning was on our Tuesday night calls. And we did a lot of studying through that. And where we did, and it is where we did our um, learning of quantum. So we, this is, a lot of us have been doing talking of it for years. So it's not a new um, entity for us. It's just that I'm the one who used to get always caught up in the snare by, by <laughs> going out and driving and getting myself into these little traffic things. So by being on my moped, I've been able to cut out that kind of thing because I was, and it was good advice. They said, choose your battles. And it's important we do choose your battles. You, when you walk away from the purposeful setup to ensnare you, is a perfect example of choosing your battle and being able to be available tomorrow. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's exactly it. Like and it bigger, is about us choosing our battles. Mm-hmm. And we do still have the Tuesday night call. We, we haven't been doing okay. quite as much, you know, actual study like we did with the quantum and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. Gary does bring a lot of information to the table still. I mean, um, the, the, it's all different. I mean, there's different loads of stuff, you know. Um, it's actually, you know, very interesting how much stuff he, he puts out on that call. But um, We haven't done anything like the quantum, so to speak, for, for a while now. But, well, he may be interested in knowing that... Uh, what we just heard is that uh, David Wynn Miller is running for president in 2016. Really? Yeah. 
Where did you? Where did I mean? Not to not to doubt you, but where did you hear that? I mean, I don't know. Uh, Gina was telling us that it was on the uh, uh, she's dropped. Uh, it was. I'm, I'm going to send out. It's it, it, January it stars in front of it. And uh, it, it is a recording that I listened to last night, which I sent to Clementina because she and I had talked about the one topic they had on it, which was the wear bank. And what we did was um, she got on it last night, but she said she only listened for about a half hour. She got onto a previous call in December 17th, and that's when she heard that David Wynn Miller had come, uh, he came on and was going to, uh, was telling people that he was coming into, um, going to be running as a presidential candidate in 2016. That's huge. And they were real rattled by him because of the (laughs) fact, you know how David is, he he goes, (laughs) Katie, bar the door. David's talking, you know. Right. And let me me say this about the presidential election for David Wynn Miller and Russell Gould, that they have filed a grammar challenge in all 50 states on the electoral ballot. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Wow. That's super. Because I was really having problem with a word just now that you were using, and that's the word execute. <laughs> you know, I know it means to carry out, but it also means to kill. So I want to get that out of our out of our legal language, okay? And and but it, they won't, that because that is what they want to do. It is execute these different things. However, what we can do is when we're learning the right terminology, they don't have to keep coercing us. There you okay? go. Okay? Yep. And then that way you're able to be in the driver's seat rather than them in the driver's seat. Because that's all this is about. Who's driving this bus? Mm-hmm. Do you know what... Who, you know what David is going to be running under? I mean, I'm sure it's not Republican or Democrat. You guys, director he, party. He called it. The what director is it? Party. Yeah. The what? Director. Director. Director party. Yeah. Yeah. It's di- director though. He has a hyphen in there. Right. Director. Director. Oh. And die is two, so it's right. two rectors. Oh, That's interesting. Yeah, I gotta go look up the word rector. Interesting. So that means David Wynn Miller and Russell Gould will be both the, both presidents, two presidents at once. Interesting. Is that what, what you're saying, Rector? There you go. Okay. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Instead of having a president and a vice president, we got two presidents. That's on, that's on equal equal better. standing. Equal standing. That's yeah, Balance. because the vice president is a nothing position. And they purposely keep it a nothing position so that the vice president's of no value if anything really happens. That's why when Johnson took over, he was the one perpetrating the, the, the whole thing with Kennedy. He did that whole execution. Right. I mean, he was behind the... And, and that was so... What do you call it? Over the presidency. Yeah, he was behind the... 
Assassination. Yep. The assination. Yep. Assination. That's exactly right. Wait. Ass, so, ass, this, this ass, is, hold on. Hold on. Let's say this. Ass, ass, and nation. <laughs> ass, ass, ass. <laughs> Which ass is the station? Oh, no, no, that's all right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it's a, a great phenomenon that is really going on. I'll have to get back to start, uh, listening to them again. I just wish their sound was better. But you said you can yeah, correct that, uh, can you correct that, um, Jonathan uh, Donaldson? Correct what? Uh, the sound on those uh, audios of uh, Gould and uh, David because it, it is so bad. It is really hard. Oh, there is hard a way to... you can correct it. Mm-hmm. There's one way. If you you can get an application that will increase the volume of your computer or of your phone. And that will actually help to, you know, uh, make it easier to hear those those uh, programs. But um, other than that, there's really nothing you can really do because, you know, unless you have um, some sort of EQ pro- application where you take the bass out maybe and pick up all of the highs, you know what I mean? Yeah. But actually, I'm on a different computer. Maybe it's not the problem anymore. Yeah. I'll have to try that in a, different, a new unit of time. Okay. I'll do that. But regarding, for, like, uh, if... saying it in a way. Mm-hmm. No problem. Go ahead. In a way that you can comprehend. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I, well, it, it's, I forget that I'm on a new computer. So I don't, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm not adjusting myself to that. Maybe this is a better deal here. Okay, I'll, I'll correct that. Another thing, though, is to, because um, just go and, and you can get these applications for download right free on your computer or smartphone to convert every web page that you choose or PDF that you choose into audio. And you can learn faster that way. And you can take David Wynn Miller's, each page of his website, and convert it to audio and listen to it. So this way you have a basic understanding of, and you can get used to hearing quantum. And once you get used to hearing it, it'll be a lot easier. It'll flow right off your tongue. Let the quantums play in your ear, you know, and this way you just get used to hearing it. And then you can, you'll begin to speak it and think it, you know. And then it'll be a lot easier to challenge these documents when you notice, you know, plus you'll understand exactly what Dave is trying to say. And you'll see where the discrepancies are in the actual website, where there is where he's rigged it so that no one can, you know, steal it without making a mistake. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, that audio, Patty, should help, right? Yeah, you're, you're going to send that to us? Send that to me on, on email so I don't lose it. And what, I'll send okay, what? The other stuff. I will send put me a that link. link. Oh. Yeah. All right now. Not on the uh, the program here. Send it to my email address. That way I'll just uh, copy it over into the uh, follow-up uh, 
email for everybody. That makes sense? That's, that's a Big Ten Four. All right. <laughs> Big Ten Four. I like Big Ten Fours. <laughs> there we go. We are so motorcycle ready. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. It's good. I mean, there's a lot more stuff, you guys, I mean, to talk about. I know you guys probably have had busy weeks and, um, you know, have have things to say, but I'll just give you a brief um, what I've been looking at as far as the, the oh, UCC. You know, did you know that the Uniform Commercial Code trumps common law? That's what in the system. Right. So if you have like a... If a case law tries to come up against a commercial action, it will not stand if you know the the UCC. So be careful with that, too. That's a very key piece of information right there. Uh, let's see. What else? Um, there was this thing called the um, Confederation Party. You guys heard about that? The one-party government of the United States called the Confederation Party? When was From that started? With, did it deal with the original back in the seventeen uh, hundreds? Seventeen eighty one. That was when it was formed yeah. for the purpose of yeah. to fulfilling a failed mandate for the political convention of eight of seventeen eighty seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and, th- and it was a, to accomplish. Um, this was accomplished by amending the original Articles of of Confederation on May twelfth. So. I'm sorry, May 20th, 2012, the Assembly amended the Articles of Confederation, which specifically and repeatedly refers to county government assemblies. Okay? A specific structure was in place which needed to be addressed. And so that the international community has a clear picture of the reformation of the government and how it operates. At the same time, the type of government needed to develop naturally. Okay? And so in order to define itself clearly to the international community. So you see, in 2012, the, the Confederation Party reformed here in this country. Okay? This is another thing that's been and happening. Who, the original third... Go ahead. No, I, I was, uh, I'm sorry for interrupting. And who started... No problem. Where can that be found? I believe that... Uh, I can give you a link for that, too. But uh, it is... Let me go back here. Because we started, uh, we we were involved in a group that started that, uh, brought the uh, Confederation uh, Constitution forward so that we were not without it because it was due to expire. And uh, it got brought forward. I think that was your group then because this is, uh, what type of government does the... United States of America have, which is the name of the video. It's called Reign of the Heavens. Have you heard of them? Uh-uh. That website called Reign of so the they Heavens. They may have changed their name, so what the heck? Yeah. Right, right, right. In any case, they don't actually give any big descriptions in here, but they do say that there's some sort of treaty of the American continent and how. Yeah, it's a weird like treat. Like, anyways, I don't. I guess I'm just kind of sharing this because it was a. A company or someone actually claims to have reformed the Confederation Party. 
So yeah. instead of having just the Republican and the Democrat, now there's some sort of confederation party as well, as of 2015, uh, 2012, sorry. Isn't that neat? Yeah, it is. Very nice. And, uh, mm-hmm. So you... Uh, Maybe type in Confederation Party 2012 into your browser, see what comes up. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so the other things that I've been looking into are, uh, I'm just looking here, Education Day. We talked about Education Day, which was, of course, the yeah. Talmud, uh, the influence of the Talmud's uh, Noahide laws on, on our country, that in 1991, um, uh, March 26, 1991, basically Congress created a law, passed a law to create a holiday called Education Day, USA. And in that law, they uh, basically attributed our society's way of life to the seven Noahide laws. The civilization that we live in comes from, stems from the seven Noahide laws, which come from the Jewish Talmud which is kind right. of an interesting connection to make. So, And Rob Ryder has a video. Interesting read. It's a very interesting read. Thank you for turning us on to that. That was great. Oh, Go you guys already got Sorry. with that, right? So how did you guys find that information? You checked it out, Wonder? Oh, I, I, I went and, and, and read it and read what they were doing, and it went back and back and back and back on the Jewish uh, Talmud and... and what uh, ways it was brought forward, and nobody knows it. Mm-hmm. That's why with the wow. Sharia law coming in, we've already been set up for it. Mm-hmm. Because they've, they've become they partnership. Because what is the difference between Islam and Muslim? I don't see any. So why are they doing that? So it's been a very interesting, uh, oh, so they're pulling another fast one so that we won't catch it so they can get us. Oh, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. Um, and you know what, it, this morning it seems a little a little bit bland. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut up for a sec here. I, I want to hear what other people have to say. Um, I know that there's other things that have gone on in the news and in other in other parts of the world, and so I'm going to go ahead and kind of like try to quiet down here and let you guys chat a bit, and I'll chime in possibly. But go ahead. Thank you for the time. What we did uh, earlier when we started the show, we started the show on the bund on the. Uh, Hammond Ranch, and then I'll be sending out videos showing the actual burns in the city of Burn, Oregon, that the BLM, the Bureau of Land Management, set and drove the ranchers out of their ranch. They burned down their houses. They burned their cattle. Eighty cattle were destroyed. I mean, this is wide open land, and 80 cattle were still destroyed. Uh, because they had no place to go. Cattle are not all that bright, you know. But uh, the issue here was that the uh, BLM is the one that's doing it. Now, people have been doing research on the BLM project, 
and what BLM is saying and what they're proving and what uh, even um, uh, Drake was saying, the government, quote, unquote, corporation is the one who is supposedly saying they own this land. And Colin, um, you're still on. Bring up the point that you brought up about how could how did these people survive through all of the financial crises? Can you come on and um, and go through that litany? You did a beautiful job yesterday. I I want to be sure they hear it in the order in which it is. Colin, what do you want to know? Colin, remember how you went through? How did these ranchers survive? through uh, the different bankruptcies. That was a great chronology. The uh, ranchers went into the backcountry around Hammond, Hammond Ranch there by a, near a volcano, what used to be a volcano. And there are diamonds there and uh, emeralds and rubies. They're all volcanic in origin. Plus, in fact, there's quantities of gold that's there, and there's uranium and other metals. So they've been mining them for, you know, some of those ranches have been there 140 years. But this is what they've been doing. This is how they had the money to get through the, uh, the lean time. Pay their taxes and meet their payroll and such. But was there any thievery done by them? Was this an unlawful action, or was it on their land before the corporation put in all this BS about uh, anything under your soil does not belong to you? Because that, to me, was a fraudulent thing that they did. That's a, that's a recent thing. But Correct. They had their, uh, you see, they most... The most of the big ranches have their existence uh, going back to the uh, 19th century. Right. And uh, they purchased their deeded land from the government for cash. And when the, when the lease system came in, you know, with, with land, you know, that they had been running, you know, where they'd been, you know, it wasn't part of their deeded stuff, but, you know, they were using it, you know, for cattle. And uh, that established a uh, uh, a use history, which had to be recognized in the 19th century. And uh, you know, so they, you know, they basically, you know, and that is a property right. When you have a mining claim. It is a property right, and it can be transferred. It can be inherited. That's already been proven. We proved that over 20 years ago that we came up in a case. That uh, you know, the, the judge ruled that it was a it was a property right. So it was their property, And it wasn't belonging to the government. He never mentioned right. that. Right. And see, yes. this is why what they're doing now 
in Bern, Oregon, is there the terrorists. They set fires actually encircling the ranches so that the people in them, and, and that's what the guys were saying on the line. They're saying, well, there's no movement down there. The people had had to desert it because they were going to be burned out. Mm-hmm. They had to leave for their life. This mm-hmm. wasn't about, oh, oh, uh, it'll go away type thing. These people are being burned out of their land. And so with what... Uh, um, Drake was saying is this is this could possibly be the action to start things, but not there. So there's there's stuff going on that it is going to. They have videos on it. It's showing what they've done, and the people um, have definitely documented. The uh, the theft that is it, is going on out there, so it's um, it's a very interesting. Um, what is that? Have you ever looked into whether or not, or Colin, have you ever thought about whether or not the Bundy involvement with the Oregon situation was a um, staged event, and and how this well, is possibly you know is this staged? They they don't know exactly that, that has come up. They think the Bundy men are involved in it, but what it goes back to is that on Bundy Ranch, they have volcanic uh, soil around them also. They so the, they these the, ranches... They have the same ahead. setup geologically at the Bundy Ranch that they have at the Hammond Ranch. Mm-hmm. There's a volcano nearby, and uh, there's minerals. And one of the things there that, quote, that Harry Reid wanted to do was build a solar uh, power plant. Mm-hmm. But all the land had to be cleaned up and graded before they could build it. And it was just a, a cover. The front Take all the minerals. Dip mining of that area. Yep. I just and got some that? good news, maybe you guys. Blockbuster News, NLA to train United States Constitutional Sheriffs, National Liberty Alliance. Laura Legree updated from the National Liberty Alliance. Sheriff Mack and the Constitutional Sheriffs have asked NLA to train them, and we have a 1,000 sheriffs that are on board. NLA is working on getting the free constitutional course up on the website for the sheriffs and anyone else interested. Thanks, Laura. This is exciting, my friends. Anyone can take these free online courses, not only sheriffs. All Americans can educate themselves as to the real laws of the land and propel the movement to ditch the fraudulent, corrupt law of the sea judicial system forever and ensure the Constitution prevails. Let me read the rest of it. National Liberty Alliance says, 
The difference between common law and the law practiced in our courts today, called statutory law, is simply as follows. Common law upholds the Constitution for the United States of America with its capstone Bill of Rights above the statutory law. Whereas statutory law is held above the Constitution and for the United States of America and its capstone Bill of Rights, and therefore your rights are whatever our elected servants may choose it to be for you at the time. This is what the NLA is endeavoring to change in our courts and thereby bring all our elected and appointed service back under the chains of the Constitution because right now you are under the chains of your servants. This is is the definition of tyranny. Let's hope the surge of constitutional sheriffs who take the course will pull in more and more of them very quickly. This news should travel like wildfire because the corrupt Leos won't stand a chance under the pressure like this. Many will cave. All law enforcement officers took the oath and will have to tow the line or be arrested. Ironic, isn't it? Now, that's that's an interesting point because on that tip, I was recently in conversation with someone from the American Reconstruction Project on TalkShoe mm-hmm. who wants to create legislation locally to demand so if 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 you were interested in 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 what that same topic what NLA was just referencing then then what this reconstruction project is offering is basically that we could go in and on our local level petition and create initiatives and get signatures that require anybody that takes an oath to support the constitution to actually be tested on on a regular basis of their knowledge on the Constitution. And this way, you know, we can be better protect from, you know, our rights this way. These people need to be tested on their knowledge of the Constitution, you know. They uh, which have would no be a knowledge, good, and that's the point. Right. So we're going to train new What's sheriffs. And get, we're no going to dump these guys that don't know what they're doing, and we're going to train new people. So the Training the sheriffs yeah. is probably the good idea, though. And again, oh, again, okay. just so you know, guys, hold on, one, one second, one second. The home rule thing, okay. home rule is valid when it comes to counties. Mm-hmm. And so when you're talking about sheriffs, you're talking about counties, you see? Mm-hmm. So if the sheriff is getting involved, then you're talking about county, and therefore home rule is involved, and that's District of Columbia. Mm-hmm. And so, District of Columbia is not a county. No. It is right. a complicated area. It is not a county, and it does not belong to this country. The it sheriffs are totally the ones that can save us, Donaldson. We need the sheriffs. Yeah, yeah but that's cool. That's sheriff. a very cool report. <laughs> and I didn't mind uh, it all. Patty, Patty, can you send that to me so I can send it out? Because that's I great. Because one of the things that this is what John Duresh has held, held his point on. We have to educate the sheriffs. They have been working almost a year. It's got to be a year and a half to get Sheriff Mack on board because he has been so misled and misinformed as to what NLA was about that he finally is getting the fact, the true fact. NLA has always been, you've got to deal with the court and educate the sheriff. 
Okay. I, is, I had heard somewhere, and I, I, I apologize, I cannot recollect where I heard this, so I have nothing to back this up, but maybe somebody else has heard of this, that the sheriffs in the states and the counties and wherever they are, they actually hold the highest authority, if you will, um, legally, lawfully. I mean, nothing really overrides the sheriff's authority. Correct. That is why NLA has been pushing for the education of the sheriffs to that very point. The sheriffs have been coerced. They have been bullied. They have been indoctrinated that they are powerless, and they go around and they think that, oh, the attorney general told me I'm to do that. No, you work for the people. The people tell you to do the things, and the people don't even know they're supposed to be telling the, the, the sheriff what he's supposed to be doing because we've been uh, totally bamboozled as to what our role is in all of this. This is part of the lies that we've gone through for all these years that any of us have been dealing with this stuff. There is the consistent lie that we are too stupid to know what we're doing. Therefore, we have to be uh, handled and and judged and racka 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 on all the lies that are so miscabubulated. There is just lies all over the place. These these sheriffs have really no clue how much power they have. One of you brought up uh, the um, a notary. And and you were so right when you were saying, um, Donaldson, that a notary has a lot of power. A notary has higher power than a judge does. They're more powerful. They have been misaligned to be just, oh, just notarize your paper. There's nothing important about it. They are the most important because they verify how mm-hmm. much you really, really have power over these True. courts. And on I'm that, I just want to add to that and say that real quick, that, that the civil law, sorry, there's a civil law and a common law notary that needs to be recognized with what you're saying. But back to you. I don't want to detract from your point, but you're right. I just and want to say, aren't the clerks in the Aren't the clerks in the court notaries? That's why no. they're hired. Yes. No, they are. Our clerks in the court are elected. If they become a notary, it's their choice, but they are not automatically made notaries. Because they're always, you know, stamping and all that kind of stuff, all the paperwork. But that's not verifying your signature. Well, I, I they're not verifying. Yeah, I, I understand that. I'm just saying that the clerks right. in the courts are higher than the judge also. So I'm I was just wondering Correct. if they were, you know, I just figured with them doing all the paperwork, it has to be 
you know, filed and everything that they were probably also notaries, but I guess they don't have to be. Okay. Correct. Well, they do you, not have yes. to be because I've been a notary, and when I was a notary, they the clerks are not. They're voted in, and therefore they're given. And as David Wynn Miller is the one that taught us that, he said, your clerk is higher than the judge. So it, it behooves us to understand those positions and to be willing to say, ah, there's the, there's the cook in the, can, in the hen house. And there, there is a cook in the in the hen house. Mm-hmm. So, oh, the rooster. <laughs> okay, well, what's your can, can I, I make a comment quickly? What, what's the, may, Patty, may I interject? Yeah. Thank you. Um, just real quick here, I uh, sovereign citizen training for law enforcement high depth, right on YouTube from Florida sheriff, and they're training everybody that. Sovereign citizens are private individuals, okay, that want to, that believe the federal government has no authority over them, right? Now, when I went to the NLA website, just National Liberty Alliance, they have a huge disclaimer down at the bottom that says, we are not part of the sovereign citizen movement. We do not endorse or entertain the fiction, such as bills of exchange, redeeming, and or discharging through trust accounts, nor do we involve ourselves with contracts, commercial liens, and the exchanging of an oath of office for value. We do not encourage or teach people to write declarations, drive without driver's licenses, revoke their voter's application, revoke their birth certificate, or their social security numbers. The power of the grand jury is to write true bills of indictment, true bills of presentment, and true bills of information. Um, which I think is kind of kind of interesting that they would actually put that on there that they are not sovereign citizens, because what they're what what the, obviously what the FBI is trying to do is basically demonize anybody that's studying law, anybody with legal right. knowledge. If you don't have a reason, like you don't have a family issue or a court issue pending, then they're going to scrutinize why you're studying law, and they're going to probably just again they're going to use presumption as law and try and say, oh, because we presume that you may be a belligerent because you have no reason to study law. You know what I mean? You should be you should be a slave. You should be over here working for fucking, you know, FedEx or whatever, or, you know, Kmart. Why are you studying law? You should be working for Kmart. That is the reason why they put in there that we are not part of sovereign citizen because sovereign is freedom and sovereign belongs to the people and citizen is the subject of your Congress. So you're not, it, that's why we do not follow any of that kind of thing. And that purposely was set up, get this, by the government so that people would be entrapped. And the more entrapping they can do of you, the better they like it. Right. And that's where we, we yep. stopped being part of that kind of uh, version. Mm-hmm. But I've also managed to... Oh, oh, go ahead, Patty. I get, Patty. My, I get my information <laughs> from other places. This that I just read you is from Starship Earth, the big picture. Two thousand. Right. 
dot com slash 2016 slash 01 slash 08 blockbuster news I think so and see that that's great to get that out there because that's read by a lot of people I get that from um, uh, George McSwain a lot of that so this is good that they're starting to pick up on it because this is what's needed for NLA we need it out there that people, you're being coerced into something you have no idea what the lie is that you're being coerced on. And it is a lie. It's all of the stuff you've been told is the, well, this is the, what the government wants you to, no, it isn't. It's about coercion and people being totally uh, bullied that's the correct word. Bullied into what shouldn't be. And now Donaldson can become a director, not a sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> we can all become well, directors. Be, yeah, well, that may be the thing that we have to do is, is join um, David Wynn Miller's party and see if that can bring about some change. However, Maybe. It's, it's, a, a, a very interesting phenomenon. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, uh, just just jumping in here, talking about the thank you, thank you, Wonder, and thank you, Patty, as well as Orpha and all the others. Colin, uh, National Liberty Alliance, you know, is 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 something that Wonder was talking to me about. She wants me to maybe could become a part of that and see what what I can do for them. They're looking for someone in the Northern California area. I would totally be willing to get involved in a group. I'm looking more at their website now, and uh, what, but one thing I wanted to mention about the sovereign citizen issue is that a few months ago I, I came to the conclusion that all of the agencies, like these um, home rule, uh, self-chartered uh, local corporations, right, uh, are actually... Um, Sovereign citizens. The 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 reason is because and the FBI is actually targeting them. Yet yet there is a media campaign to actually target the individual as the sovereign citizen. And and what's happened is it's, it's through propaganda, right, and disinformation they've created this sovereign citizen movement. I mean sovereignty and, and citizenship kind of don't really they 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 only work hand in hand in the United States of America but nowhere else in the rest of the world because you can't only the people here are sovereign so if you're a citizen you're sovereign so they're making basically the truth a crime okay the truth mm-hmm. is a crime okay so what's interesting about that is that um you know the these agencies that have a duty to uphold all of the laws of the United States, and they take an oath, and they become, you know, a corporation of the U.S. or whatnot. They're working for the local municipality. Those are citizens, and those are the types of citizens that have the duty to incriminate when we as as live men and women with no oath of office, no duty to, to uphold the laws, no, no vow, no obligation – are, are are being made to believe that we are the ones with the duty, you know, and so and that we're somehow sovereign when in fact, you know what, God is sovereign. When we're talking about the system that we're in, right? 
There's only there only God is sovereign, not not the not men and women. Correct. So it, it, it's such a it, the, the layers and layers of muck, you know, for the mind muck is is, is so so deep. You know, it's hard to get into this topic without actually just divulging some of that information. But at the same time, I, I just wanted to make the quick point that 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 sovereign citizens are actually agency representatives and also these these local municipalities themselves that actually don't uh, that are going contrary to the federal government. Sovereign citizen, right? What's a sovereign citizen? Someone who has a duty to perform an obligation, yet at the same time is pretending to be sovereign and something separate and not and has no authority that i mean has no um duty to to any you know any law of the united states and if you think about that that's all the states every individual state states rights purporting states rights all that stuff is talking about sovereignty sovereignty is such a huge issue and it should not be limited to just individuals and that's what pisses me off about it you know what i'm saying it's a huge propaganda campaign this is, and, and you're right. And to back up what you're saying, Judge Van R- uh, Anna Van Ritz also has pointed out the fact that with sovereignty, and it may not be her, maybe another writer, but sovereignty is group. Our country was sovereign, not every individual. The country was sovereign until we got totally usurped with these corporations. The people as a group are sovereign, not as individuals. And so when they're, they've, they've twisted it, as you're saying with the propaganda, they're twisting it to make you the fall guy for what they're wanting people to misinterpret. Mm-hmm. And the misinterpreting right. mm-hmm. is that you are not a group when you're saying as an individual. And so as an individual, you keep on being who you are. Oh, great point, Wonder. Who you are. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. And you're saying basically that uh, by saying, oh, I'm an individual and I'm sovereign, and you're not identifying with a group, therefore you're not in within the law, the, the confines of what is allowed, basically, because as a group, you can definitely be basically sovereign in 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 this country as a group, but not as a like basically as a state, but not as an individual, right? Because what the whole right. purpose Every- of this country was was to destroy sovereignty of the individual. Right. Well, and, don't forget well, the word of the king. In to, uh, hang on, we didn't get that last part. Oh, you were, who was saying what? It went, what, what did you say? <laughs> um, don't forget the word individual does not mean one. It means two. Right. So it, Indivisible. it makes sense. In is not. Correct. Quantum. Wow. I think what I was saying was that the saw. I forgot actually exactly my point, but it'll come up again because these things are, they just, there's so much information out there, you know, and it just comes and goes. But uh, the, the well, sovereignty the thing, of the state. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, after, after no, no, you no, wonder. No, no, go ahead. No, do you start it? I want you to finish the thought. That the sovereignty of the state resides in the people, 
right, is a body politics thing. And what I was going to mention was Obama's recent video where he mentions this gun control stuff. He's talking about gun control. And in it, he says that he has the duty to protect what? The body politic. You need to go and watch this video because it's, it's amazing. He actually uses the words body politic. His family, the larger family, body politic. So he doesn't even say he has the duty to protect individual rights. He, has, he is admitting in this video of his that it, his duty is to protect the body politic, which and what to me body put politic? a lot of pieces <laughs> together. What You tell me. What is it? Well, I, that's the point that most people are missing. They don't know what a body politic is, and they're interpreting it as meaning mm-hmm. you and I are protected, and that's not what it means. It has nothing to do with you and I. It has to do with keeping the socialism and keeping the the way they're manipulating the lands, the property, the the homes, the, whatever they're stealing at the time. It has nothing to do with you. Did I lose everybody again? Hello? No, we're we're here. We're here. I'm just thinking the NRA the NRA I'm reading this thing called breaking. The NRA just sent Obama a brutal warning that he will never forget. Right? And I think that they were talking about uh the Le Pair LaPierre destroy Obama's call for more gun control and expose just how simple it would be to stop violence crime if Obama would just do his job. I don't know about you, but they gave me the chills. I refuse to give up my second amendment. This is actually sounding more and more like uh, just a rant, but I got a wrong video. Sorry about that. I was trying to bring up a different video point. But again, I was only trying to bring up that one point about Obama making the the political statement about the body politic. I mean, so many people, you know, just forget that there's no individual right of protection afforded by the Constitution. That's a, that's, that's what people forget. And, and and just from my studies, again, this is regurgitation. This is not from my opinion. I read this straight out of the bar review books. And, uh, yeah, there's no individual right of protection afforded by the Constitution. So it was only appropriate that Obama says that he's protecting the body politics. So gun rights, think about this also, arms, that's, that's definitely ambiguous. You know, writing on a piece of paper against somebody is an arm. That's one of your arms, you know, and so the the restriction of the Second Amendment, and when he's restricting guns, right, and and people think that that's that's an arm, that's a firearm, that's not the case at all. What he's doing right now is it only applies to employees, right, of the federal government, but at the same time, it doesn't even really affect your real ability to... To, to do what you got to do to protect yourself from the government. Because you cannot protect yourself from private people. A lion can come up and attack you at any time, and you're not protected. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, the point is, how can you try and act, act you know, we can't act like we're protected from private entities. And we're not. We're only protected from the government by the Constitution and all their laws and codes and rules and stuff, which is why... Again, I'm hitting the same point over and over again. They're all private corporations. They don't want you to be protected. Welcome to the real world. 
The sovereign, the, the, sovereign, the better sovereign citizen training video for law enforcement. Just don't don't be fooled. That the the, the there is no sovereign citizen as a man or woman. That okay, video but, uh, I sent out a long yeah. time ago uh, for just that point to show people that that's propaganda. Mm-hmm. We sent that out because Florida was trying to push it. And we, they, when I got uh, stopped by the, um, the uh, false um, uh, unlawful roadblock, they attempted to call me a sovereign citizen. And I just dead agent that by saying, and I've said this before on the line, how can that be true? It's like an oxymoron, like a military intelligence or police intelligence. Sovereign means free, and citizen means slave. You're a free slave? That's BS. And they shut up and never said another word to me about it. I've actually had cops, though. Tell me, right? Oh, isn't sovereign citizen an oxymoron? So they see they get trained, but cops will tell you that. See, they get trained on sovereign citizen tactics. Okay, so they know already that I'm going to say, oh, sovereign citizen means oxymoron. You see, they 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 watch all the videos. They watch everything that we do, and the problem is that. I guess we don't really know what they stand for. And so once we understand, I guess, you know, that they just are like a a like a pillaging rhinoceros, okay? <laughs> then then I guess we're we're, we're going to be okay then at that point because we we keep thinking that they're under some sort of fairness doctrine. Yeah, there's no fairness doctrine with them. Uh-oh. That's right. That's right. There's not. And therefore, because there's no fairness doctrine, we can't expect them to be fair in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And and even though they're, they have, like, the, the only thing that has fairness doctrine, doctrine is, like, um, the, the, the lawyers are regulated. They have to be fair. You know, there's all this stuff. Yeah, they have codes and stuff, but no one even tries to to file charges against these people for doing that kind of stuff. And the judges who want to keep their money coming in, right, don't want to be recusing themselves from all their cases. So they're going to have to throw out or punish lawyers who actually disobey their code of conduct, you see. See, because it's all about money. So really we have to think from their perspectives. And these people want to keep making money. Okay, so really, yep. Mm -hmm. So if all comes down to it, if it all comes down, and everything that you do on the offensive tip, as far as like trying to set yourself up as a, you know, an estate manager, you know, or something like that, and all that stuff, if that stuff is just no to no avail, then you can always rely on these people having taken an oath to uphold certain law and code of conduct, and then you go in with your quantum, and just. Magnificently expound on these concepts, these ideas, and show how these people are in the wrong. You know, instead of going out and 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 changing the, your status in the system, and we to to something that we don't even know what it is. We don't even executor. Shit. All I know is that's something that has to do with escheats or eschets and the re- reversion of property back to the government. 
because if there's no will or testator, right, then then all that property goes back to the government, right, Wonder? If you are intestate, but the fact is that you are the living person, pardon me, the living man or woman, natural birth is uh, refutes that premise. And the issue that you're bringing up, if it's to throw it all out, then you're taking away anything that's viable for the people to work on. And the working of this kind of mentality is where we have to say no more. We have to get to where every t- – see, what you, you never read the document called the, uh, that the judges put out back in the beginning of, uh, oh, I'm going to say about 2007 or eight. And it was exactly how the judges were to refute anything that you or an I would come to court with and contest them. And because they set up these things, they had, they had actual conferences on how to outfox the people. And by doing that, they were able to curtail the uh, the people that were in the freedom movement, they came up with all this other BS about the, um, uh, what was this other thing that they had going, the, the as you're saying, the uh, um, sovereign citizen, they knew how to combat that. All of this has been the BS that we've gone through for the last four, uh, seven years. And it, it, it behooves us to say, that isn't working anymore, Judge. Let's try another one. Because we're outfoxing them. I got to tell you, I work with some guys in a major, major um, detention center. And they actually do more shucking and jiving in that penitentiary than you and I would ever be able to think of. They trade, they barter, they sell, they do uh, sneak stuff in, sneak stuff out. It, it's, it'll make your head spin. And yet, we out here in the street are being taught, oh, you can't do that? Oh, I guess I better not do it. No, you can't do that. Oh, I guess I better not do it. You can't do that. Oh, I guess I better not do it. And we go along with it. These guys are incarcerated. And they do more stuff you wouldn't believe what they're doing. I I have firsthand knowledge of that. There you go. I I worked in a maximum security prison. And they, they they decided to take the employees around to show exactly what really is going on, which I, I was very surprised that they did this anyway. You know, they're telling us what's going on in the prisons. But they took us to the um, the highest level lockdown. You know, these people don't go out in – these are the baddest of the bad, okay? <laughs> they're, they're locked Lord. down 24, 24-7. When they go out of the yard, they're still in a cage. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. they they don't go anywhere. 
and you you're looking at a okay okay good girl um the you're no no um you're you're looking at a cell block that has um back to back two levels of cells probably 10 on top on the top row 10 on the bottom and then on the other side 10 and 10 so you're looking like at 40 cells maybe um mm-hmm. and they showed us how they gave one inmate down on the lowest corner of one side an object and of course it couldn't be anything really dangerous because you know they just wanted to show us what goes on and they're capable of doing this but they gave this one inmate an object and stood there and talked to us and we're standing there watching these guys you know I mean I, I never saw what happened really but they gave this one inmate the object and then took us around the other side and showed how the inmate on the top farthest level had the object. And I never saw it pass anywhere. That's the point. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> wait a minute, how did that happen? And yeah. they're saying this is, and I think the, the whole, come to think of it now, I think the whole, um, purpose of that little lesson was to bring up our awareness of where we were (laughs) you know you can't just turn your back you can't go to sleep in a place like this because you could wind up dead because those were the most criminally insane people of all right not necessarily insane just the biggest criminals i mean these these were the these were the violent Worst of the worst, you know. Uh, there's maximum security, and they're in lockdown. In lockdown, you know. I mean, they don't they don't go anywhere but their little cell, and they're not out with the general population, and they're not they're not in protective custody. Those are for the child molesters. Um, protective custody. Believe it or not, inmates do have. A moral code in there. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, they do. Um, yeah. They do. They do not tolerate um, anybody that harms a child. If you mm-hmm. harm a child, you're dead. If you get out in in the population with them, they don't. They don't care. They're in there. They're, you know, that's their their house. Some of them are in for life. They don't care if they kill somebody else. No. No. Can I make a mention of something real quick? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, just so you guys know, that would basically be a moral turpitude issue. And, right, wouldn't you agree? That's moral turpitude? Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Yeah. Okay. And so a lawyer must actually bring forward moral issues of moral turpitude. But if stuff happened when they were a child, did you know that they actually cannot be held liable and can still be admitted to the bar? So let's say they, 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 yeah. So, I mean, that's not necessarily bad because when you're a child, you do childish things, right? You grow up when you become an adult, right? Well, that, that's why child records are sealed. 
you know, you, if a child does something, unless it's, I mean, they are starting now to where if a child, you know, commits a violent act of murder or something like that with intention and, you know, without real provocation to do so, they will be, they, they are starting to try these kids as adults. There has been precedent set for that. Mm-hmm. But not not all the time. And there there are cases of insanity. I mean, that's why some of these criminals, you know, do insanity pleas. So mm-hmm. if they can go to a mental institution instead of prison. However, they're going to be in there for life, too, because once they are deemed no longer insane, then their original, you know, Intent. crime comes yeah. out. And then they have to go to prison. Interesting. So... Yeah, but yeah, I mean, but you know, I I'm actually kind of a firm believer in looking at the individual cases. You know, I don't think one size fits all just because you know somebody may have committed a, a something or done something wrong as a child doesn't necessarily make them a bad person all over the place. You know, I mean, we we do. Um, I just believe that people should be allowed second chances if they can prove that they have turned their life around. If they, you know, can say, "Hey, this was a stupid thing I did," you know, I'm sorry, I will never do it again. And deep down underneath, they're really a good person, you know, barring the word "person." You know, <laughs> no, I'm our, a horrible our English person. language, our 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 English language does not give leeway to words that we can use. Um, so, but you know, now I I think there's probably more of a criminal act in them becoming a lawyer. That's probably what they did as a child. Amen. <laughs> I mean, that's just my my point of view on it. But um, you know, I I I mean, there there's people that have committed horrible crimes. And that have actually turned their lives around in prison, and I mean that's why you get paroled. But you know everybody doesn't really tell the truth either. You know they get paroled, they get out and commit the crimes again. But hopefully they can detect the ones that are really bad and don't parole them. You know. But I think it's just you, you know our nature mm-hmm. to try and forgive. Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask you, Morpha, what do you think about? Um uh the acceptance of that type of corruption by by society and and is that is do you think that's a cause in other words what, i what, think what, that what corruption what i'm saying is about? i all well, basically i'm talking about i don't think society's really ex- first of all society has accepted that kind of corruption i'm talking a detrimental detrimental corrupt detriment to to children mm-hmm. within within the political structure, society has accepted it. And when I say that, I, I can say that and, and exclude men and women who don't feel like they're part of the society. You know, it's like it's an interesting it's an interesting debacle when when you have a system set up, you know, where private where the where the public law doesn't apply to private people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It depends. Yep. I think it, it 
depends on your interpretation of that. Because aren't we trying to all become private citizens? There's a, you know, one of those oxymorons again. Um, That's right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, private That's my point, though. That's right. This morning, You did did define that a little bit better a few weeks ago when you said there is a private citizen and there's a public citizen. And looking at it that way, you know... I guess we can mm-hmm. go with those words when you when you're using it. I mean, I think any of these words we can use as long as we define them and say this is what I mean by it, which is what David Wynn Miller tells us to do. You know, define mm-hmm. what you're saying. You know, right. just mm-hmm. just expect that you can use that word and people are going to know. You know, does two plus two equal four? Well, depends. You know, but as far as the injustices against children i we we know that there's a whole lot of that going on and there's a lot more of that going on than we can even imagine and when we look when we look into the lives of so and i'm just going to throw out a few couple names there that we all have known and looked up to these people, you know, people, hold on just a moment. Yeah, people, we are running out of battery space, and so let's let Orpha finish, and then we'll have to go because I am really dying here. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, try and, I'll try and hurry. Yeah, finish. Um, yeah. The, you know, people like Sammy Davis Jr., he was... Um, Michael Jackson's handler. Oh, I mean handler. I mean handler. The he was MK Ultra. Um, Bob Hope, child molester. Uh, all, all a lot of these people in the entertainment industry. Um, J.R.R. Tolkien, you know, Lord of the Rings author. Uh, in the MK Ultra. Um. The uh, what's her name that did Harry Potter? She's uh, all of these, all of the music industry. And now Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Well, he's been accused of of. I, I'm, I'm. You guys out, heard out to lunch <laughs> on him. But. R. Kelly. R. Kelly. He peed on somebody. That's classic. Yeah. Well, the thing that that uh, with. Uh, <laughs> Someone, I don't know who brought it up last week, but said, or I heard it from someone else during the week, yeah. was uh, was the fact that Cosby's being lambasted because he won't go along with the system, yeah. and because of that, they're they're actually brutalizing him. And uh, whether these are real cases or not, I have no idea, nor does anybody else. But it is the point that he's being really, really brutalized yeah. by all this uh, crap that's going on around him. And mm-hmm. we have no truth of any of it. We have none. Just buses with people thrown under them. <laughs> that's exactly right. And oh, mm-hmm. where it goes, what it is, we don't have it. Well, you you are correct, Wonder, in that we don't have, you know, I do not have first eye-hand witness. 
yeah. of any of this. But when you put enough of the puzzles, puzzle pieces together and see, I mean, people like Michael Jackson were trying to let people know what was going on, what was happening with him, and he was killed for it. Yep. Um, you know, and it came out with his case that Sammy Davis Jr. was who handled him. Um, I guess uh, the, ja- the Jacksons dad was the one that turned all of his kids over to the MK Ultra to get them broken as kids. Yeah. Um, the But Janet Jackson, she's supposed to be one of those, and I forget how you pronounce it, Bahamut or whatever. <laughs> the, 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 uh, Bahamut. Yeah, the Bahamut or whatever. The, Bahamut. Yeah, oh, get that little voice down there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm really you know, running out of you here. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm, yeah, I, I don't know where else you want me to go with this, but you know, as, as oh, far as oh, no. answer, answer, oh, answer yeah, we got to oh. do the ho ho pono. Okay, can let, you read that, yeah. Orpha? Yes, we I don't can. All right, yeah. sweetie, so we can get it on the recording. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Come on, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> They're ready. Let's go. They're ready. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. I'm sorry. I am I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Please forgive, Please forgive me. I love you. 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 Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. Please forgive me. Please Please forgive me. me. Thank Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. you. I love you. I love love you. you. They're just waiting for the hug, aren't they? (laughs) Okay, put that arm down and let's hug everybody for the... The value we've spread out to them so that they can be more awake. The words we've been using are being used all over the place. The fact of so much of what we say here and what we people are saying around the country are words that are replicating and being given out so others get the message. We are at the hundredth monkey. Things are changing to our best interest. Hang in there, people. We are winning and keep on winning towards what you want and what your year is for you. So let's put those arms out and let's give the world a great big hug and love and the whole wonderful golden rule practiced by everyone. One, two, three. Wow, you guys are fabulous. 
Thank you so much for a great program. And it is it is all about all of us getting together. I'm going to switch off before I get kicked out.